Hello and welcome to the One One. I am BJ Ryan, episode eighty-four, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. And after last week's lockdown, we have made our way back to One One HQ, and I'm alongside the white hot Perth racing guru Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. It's uh, it's good to be back in your presence. Better be back in your presence, mate. You just everything you touch turns to gold at the moment. A- outstanding uh, previewing on last week's one uh, one, mate. Oh, look, I think we I think we got a bit of a uh, bit of uh, assistance from Clinton Johnston Porter with uh, with the ride on um, on Tina Kutu. Exactly what uh, anybody on Tina Kutu probably wanted to see. I think didn't just drop it out to last from the wide gate, but found a spot and and won well. But um, yeah, no, finished well. And um, the one thing that uh, I'm interested in, well, we'll throw to our guest first. Yeah, joining us for a stacked 11 race both on Stakes Day preview is WA Racing media star Michael Heaton. Welcome back to the 1-1. Hello, boys. Thank you for having me. I was looking forward to having some Easter eggs here, but Terry's looked after me still with some chocolate pretzels. Making my debut there with the pretzels, not bad either. How yeah, are they? Good? Yeah, don't mind them. Yeah, a bit of a uh, salty well, I already had one or two sweet. Easter eggs here. I was last time. I think Jeez. I was here, so <laughs> might have to have one or two again. The, the neighbours were meant to have some of those Easter eggs after you <laughs> left last time. The poor little kids missed out, unfortunately. <laughs> are we running Saturday? Well, good question. Uh, as, as all our listeners are aware, it's been hectic weather-wise in Perth. We lost trials at Belmont on Monday. We, uh, we lost... The races at Belmont yesterday. What did you do yesterday without races, Terry? Well, they were washed out. I did form for 11 races on Saturday, BJ. Yeah, well, and that form might uh, might yet, uh, we don't know whether it's going to be um, come in handy or not because um, there is more weather on the way, but instead of us speculating on what may or may not happen, I think the best thing to do is get to our uh, Chris Man- our Perth Racing's hardworking track manager, Chris Nation, on the show. He can let us know what we can look forward to on both on Stakes Day this Saturday. What do you think? Let's get him involved. Our favourite track manager, Chris Nation, he's back on the 1-1 and uh, we need to chat to him about both on Stakes Day and the Belmont Racecourse this Saturday. Chris, welcome back. How are you? How have you been holding up this week? It's been a big week for everyone involved at Perth Racing. Yeah, how are we, guys? Yeah, look, everything's good other than obviously it's pouring down rain. But, uh, you know, that's life and we are in the middle of winter. We deal with these problems and um, that's what we do. Chris, uh, Terry here, 11 races on uh, on Saturday. Um, I, suppose, I suppose that's exactly what you want to see. Uh, with the inclement weather, uh, we've got 20 to 25 uh, forecasts for Friday. Is there any doubt? I think it's a big question uh, on everybody's lips. Is there any doubt of the meeting going ahead on Saturday? Um, and if so, is there a chance we could pop it to Sunday? Yeah, look, obviously uh, there's always doubt. You know, we, we're not. I'm not weathermen. None of us are weathermen. So uh, if we if we do get you know 40 or 50 mil, you never know. Um, the big thing. Um, uh, and I think the right call was made Wednesday. Is that you got to look out? You have to look after it. Otherwise, Saturday Saturday racing is our key. And uh, I think if if Wednesday would have been a Saturday, well, I know if Wednesday would have been a Saturday, we would have went round. So um, look, the right call was made to protect it. Otherwise, the, the damage could have been at the stage where we you know we, we struggle at the back end of the season. Um, but I think you know twenty to twenty five mils. I, I think we will go round. So how, how what would the track be rated today? Yeah, look, you'd be surprised. It's, it's drained really well. I think it's between probably a six and a seven at this stage. Um, mm. Probably, probably, I'm probably being a bit ambitious. Probably closer to a seven, but uh, you know, to walk it, they all, this track walks better than what it 
feels all the time. So uh, it can it, you can get shocked when you walk it until a horse does go over it. So, uh, but it's in very good condition. As I said, I've had a bit of time out uh, on holidays, and then obviously having to spend a bit of time in isolation, self isolation. So, uh, I did go through some old photos and some old footage that I had. Um, and the track is in really good order, especially compared to last season. So um, I am happy where it's at. Can you take us through the rail position, thirteen metres, Chris? Yeah, look, the reason the reason the the uh, the thirteen metre positions there, obviously, two reasons. Um, it, it's uh, it protects our inside pads. Again, Saturdays there are priorities of racing, so uh, we try and you know manage the wear and tear, and obviously. Uh, for the, the punters as yourselves are, that you try and make it as even as possible. So to change the rail position would just change patterns and change, uh, you know, the philosophy behind the damage that we would cause. So, um, you know, there's probably four or five reasons to leave it where it is. You know, the main one, you know, you've got to cut the band. The main one is obviously uh, with the rain forecast too, the areas that do get a bit soggy and we do have problems with are normally inside that nine metres. So, you know, we mitigate the issue of less risk of losing the race meeting and then also with the patterns of, you know, damage that we do occur through the race meeting. It just keeps us on that path of making sure that we evenly wear the track all together. So, <clears throat> pardon me, as Terry said, there is a front coming tomorrow. So I imagine that the rain will, will, will fall. What is the... <laughs> you reckon, BJ? What, what is the... That's a, that's a big shout. <laughs> the rain's likely to fall. Chris, <laughs> you, can, you, you can tell well, that I hope it doesn't go up, I'll uh... give you the tip. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the protocol in regards to track inspection ahead of Saturday's meeting? Is it like a stewards, the jockeys and yourself get together or do you just, just walk it on Friday and walk it Saturday morning? What what, what happens from now spot on. on? That is the protocol. I don't think I've ever seen it followed, but um, not from my yeah. side. I obviously walk it every morning and every afternoon. So that is the protocol that the, the steward, the track manager, and normally a jockey's representative will walk the track. Um, we have been proactive in the last few weeks and we try and be that through the winter. Uh, Harold Taylor's been fantastic. He's always given his time to come out and have a look. So, look, the, the front is meant to go through tomorrow morning, um, and, and if it does go through and is what it is, I hope it does go through tomorrow morning because, you know, this track only needs a few hours of sun and you'd be surprised how quick it bounces back. Um, so if it does go through tomorrow morning, I would say there'd be a 2 o'clock or, or a 3 o'clock, um, you know, meeting with myself, the stewards and, and Craig Staples to, to have a look at it and, and go from there. Okay, and so the I guess the wear and tear at thirteen on Saturday on the um, heavily rain affected track. How will that impact moving into next Wednesday and next Saturday, or is or is this 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 is this something that you've encountered before with with Belmont, or is or has this been an unusually or an un, unseasonally wet week or two? Yeah, good good question. Uh, look, honestly, it has been an un, unseasonally wet. Uh, unseasonally wet. <laughs> it's been wet, you know, a really wet season and, and everyone will tell you that about their dam, the pool, everything's like, you know, rah, rah. But at the end of the day, that's our job. Our job is to make sure that, you know, when the rain comes that we are in that position to do what we have to do to, to get race meetings uh, ahead. So, yeah, we've been through this many times before. So, uh, you know, the, the, to mitigate the risk, uh, to take worst-case scenario, let's say that we have, as you say, 11 races is, is a big amount, and let's say that they use uh, two of the racing pads on Wednesday. Well, all that affects, obviously, it doesn't affect our inside racing pads, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and all it does mean is that we then have to look where we go for our rail for the next Wednesday, because 
uh, genuinely the rail for next Wednesday would normally be 15 metres the entire. Um, so now the only the only change that has to occur is that rail position for the next Wednesday, which again I think is fantastic. How many risks we've mitigated by doing that? Um, whereas if you know, say we raced on the true position on Saturday and they use three or four pads. Come the next Saturday, we're we're looking at a, a we're looking to find a, a racing pad at the six, seven, eight meter position. You know what I mean? Instead of um, you know racing on on something on the inside. Very good. Okay, so last question from me, Chris. What in a perfect world, per, uh, as far as Perth racing and, and your role as the track managers for track manager for Ascot and Belmont in a perfect world, what so I say five years from now, what what can you see? Ascot and Belmont looking like in terms of future proofing us from losing meetings in like I'm talking about all weather tracks, a, ro- anything, a roof, <laughs> anything, a roof, uh, anything like that. What 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 what's your vision for what Ascot and Belmont could look like so that when you know moving forward uh, we we there's less risk of losing meetings and we have potentially an all weather surface to race on. What, what have you got? Yeah, look, and I think I reckon, I think he's, been, I reckon he's been thinking about it. Yeah, and I and look, I get excited with this. And there's and there's, that, there's one other thing that um he's got to be thrown into that is that the GRD redevelopment will start again, um which will throw more spinners into the works with um with Belmont Park. So I, I think this is something that does have to a plan be put in place to move forward for the next five years with support of Perth Racing and obviously Rail are the governing body. But, you know, there's, 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 there's track issues like they both need a, a decent renovation and overhaul to make sure that they're at their purest form and, and are ready for these periods. Um, Belmont Park has obviously the GRD development go around it, which could cause shading issues, drainage issues. So we have to be progressive there to make sure that the course proper there is is getting the best love, best drainage, um, and and everything possible that way. And then obviously from 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 the progression side of it, I think it's an absolute no brainer that uh, in between the two grass tracks there at Belmont, um, in my opinion, there needs to be a synthetic synthetic of some sort uh, in there that just relieves racing trials and track work uh, when needed. Um, Excellent. If that's the next five years, look, I don't know, um, but I, I think it's definitely got to be a goal of ours to 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 do that. And um, I think the synthetic should come first, purely because it then takes the pressure off the grasses to then have to allow the maintenance on the grasses that we need to get them up to that standard. Um, if that makes sense, uh, it's no good going and trying to upgrade the grasses now and then put a synthetic in after because um, you know, like poor old Bunbury, you, you take Bunbury out to redo it. It loses 18 months of race racing at that club. So, you know, by putting a synthetic in, it would mean that Perth Racing and the industry can sustain the races and also do works works to their racing facilities. Very good. So we know that Ascot and Belmont are the two hardest working tracks in Australia, and um, and you guys are obviously the hardest working team of track maintenance people in Australia as well. Look, the I think it's through your heart for the, your you and your team's hard work and. I suppose um, good fortune. A lot of the times with um, with weather and and that, like we we do sort of manage to skate through uh, most winters and most um, and most seasons, Chris. You know what I mean? I think it's yeah. more good fortune than anything. And um, uh, but I think the investment in in tracks is is well overdue, especially especially at Belmont Park, um, considering 
um, how, you know, I guess how old that track is and, and how... Um, I couldn't agree more. Valuable, I couldn't agree more. It is. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's things so, like, you, you know, we, and you guys do this on a weekly basis. Ascot's a prime example. We walk through the horse stalls at Ascot. and I think you walk back in the 1930s when you go through them horse stalls. And, <laughs> um, you know, we, we need to put some emphasis on our two facilities and, and the progression of these two facilities. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not here to, to beat on about myself, but you've only got to go and watch the racing to know that we are the two hardest working race courses in Australia. And, you know, to, to put to take the pressure off my myself and my team, um, it would be so much beneficial to work with a new age, um, you know, faci- you know, new age facilities. It would make our job so much easier. You know, you go back ten years and look at the racing from ten years ago during the middle of winter. You know, the the Belmont grass main track used to look like a dirt track, so and they would just go around. They don't do that anymore. So we need to keep moving with the times. Safety's become paramount, um, and so we have to keep moving forward to survive. Excellent. Chris, thanks a lot for your time. Good luck uh, heading towards Beaufort Stakes Day on Saturday. And, uh, and yeah, hopefully we, everyone will be sitting by Twitter, I suppose, on Saturday morning. Hopefully we get the all clear Friday afternoon, Saturday morning. And, um, yeah, and uh, the industry, yeah, really looking forward to the 11 races on Saturday. Yeah, no, beautiful. The other one I will give you, I suppose, is just a quick one. I'm going back to these spots. I suppose you, you, you all see that that spot at the 150 stands out quite noticeably through this winter. We had five. I haven't heard much about that. No, it was fantastic. It, it, look, even wiser than that, it's fantastic. Um, at the grass in the December, I haven't seen Kikuya hold like it has in that area in a long time. But we had five frosts in, in seven days while I was away, and um, the track would normally go yellow, as you've seen. Northern's copped it as well. Um, what happens is frost attacks Kikuya more than your uh, than than your white rye grasses, and um, because that area was late as pure Kaikuyu and hasn't had the years of ryegrass remedies through it that we have, um, it stands out really, really significantly because, um, you know, it's frostbitten and, and hasn't got the colour that the rest of the ryegrass has. So it doesn't stand out because it's dead or it's ugly or whatever. It's just purely that the ryegrass hasn't germinated through that area of the track as much as it has elsewhere. Wonderful. Beautiful. Thanks again for your time, Chris, and um, yeah, best of luck on uh, on Saturday. We'll be doing our best as you guys will. Thanks, Chris. Good on you, Chris. Thanks, mate. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview eleven races from both on Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and our guest Michael Heaton. We are preview. Uh, we are recording the one one your West Australian Racing podcast. It's twenty past eleven on Thursday, the eighth of July. Pinjarra racing this afternoon. Belmont, Broome and Roeburn, big day on Saturday. And there is racing in Michael's hometown, Kalgoorlie, this Sunday. Looked unlikely to go ahead this afternoon, didn't it, at Pinjarra? I was uh, fairly confident with the with the rain we'd seen. That, um, it's a good get track, Penny. Yeah, certainly, certainly does. So, um, yeah, so we'll, um, yeah, well, at least we get a little bit of a fill before we can hop into uh, the big card on Saturday. But uh, make sure you stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market. City Mates Get Out Stakes competition. And don't forget our new look Champs and Challenges edition of the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind where F. Hay is chasing five in a row. Yeah, we wonder if the Sam White if he could be first in best dressed and derail the H-train. So, Michael, Terry, we've got a lot of form to get through and we want to be – what are our key words for today? Succinct? 
Oh, dearie me. Keep I know. it tight and bright. Yeah, yeah, tight yeah. And oh, there we go. I like that. You're our cheerleader for the yeah. day. <laughs> oh, I think that Give I me a found <laughs> So, yes, we, we're, uh, we're going to tackle the 11 race card, both on Stakes Day. We've spoken to Chris Nation. We know what's happening in regards to the track. The rail is out the 13-metre position. Let's get right into it, eh? Race right. one. We've got to talk about the track condition before we start. I think this is going to be key for the day and how we expect it to play. Uh, Michael, are you under the impression that as the meeting progresses, that rail will probably become chop, 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 especially with the 11, and uh, it could become uh, yeah, it could become a very difficult thing to navigate to come by race five or six? Well, it's funny. Most meetings, even when it's sunny, that, that usually happens. We often see later yeah. in the day as the field sizes get bigger and the track becomes more worn, those horses three deep with cover coming down the middle part of the track is the place to be. And earlier, the first half of the program is – Predominantly horses close to the speed. You see a lot of leaders win and that's when your conditions are good. So you'd expect on a day that we're expecting on Saturday that might even uh, be even more prevalent. And I think a horse that looks really well placed like E-Hallways, which we'll touch on later in the program, probably the last event of the day on a likely soft seven, potentially heavy eight even, drawn barrier one. Probably, yeah, it could be, it could be in trouble. So first half of the day, I'm probably not looking into the track as much as I would the second half, but certainly those last few races, I think middle part of the track might be the place. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, yeah, it, it uh, creates a lot of interest for, uh, for analysing them and the ordering of the races uh, is integral, but uh, yeah, let's get stuck in. Eh? We're all aware that Belmont Wednesday was abandoned, but two of the races from that card were transferred to both on stakes day and now we have 11 races those two were the split divisions of the 1200 meter two-year-old plate and uh the first division of that particular race is race one of the day the morley growers market plate 10 48 a.m snap what is it snap snap crackle and punt, punt. this Stole is that from uh, richie calendar this is really this is one. the uh this thing is snap crackle and punt how are the chocolate pretzels yeah, yeah, well. yeah actually. Actually enjoying them should have got two packets it looks like pretzels are making me thirsty yeah. <laughs> michael i know for a fact that you're not a huge two-year-old man or on this on this yeah. card anyway understatement yes no i don't usually do the two-year-olds but uh obviously manage brad rawiller and mm. i know he's, he has a good opinion of uh brock luthwaite seeable he was Really disappointed when that meeting was abandoned uh, on Wednesday for pretty much only the reason that Seabull was going around. But fortunately, we go to Saturday and uh, he just loved the horse's action on that wet track in that recent trial win as well. So I don't think the track uh, on Saturday should be an issue. And also a half to uh, La Chilla, our former Fred Coosley trained horse who used to love the bog as well. $120,000 yearling Seabull. Did stretch out really well in its recent trial win. Uh, Terry, have you done the deep dive on these two-year-old races, the split division of the 1200? I have. Yeah. I have. Or race one more so that, than race two. Uh, I think this looks a, a three-horse race uh, with the three-market elects at the moment. I think I think the market's too compact with those after. So if you do have an opinion on either Varanio Seable or Kelly's Lassie, I think there is a price there um, for you to take. Um, for me, it's Kelly's Lassie. Uh, her debut trial when taking on one of mine, actually, be optimistic bj it was a, a superior trial to that of be optimistic it was um yeah highly highly impressive it was on my radar from there she came out first up in a uh, just a little two-year-old maiden little seven horse field but it was extremely um an extremely sharp little seven horse field one by hoi she sat deep the trip never happy in the run really tough to only be beaten um 1.8 lengths to the horse that went on to win the sires 
Yes, Sires, that's right. Uh, she then came out in that uh, in that hotly run race behind Spin the Knife. Um, it was yeah. a very fast race. It was, yeah. it was, it was. And I, I think she was gassed a little bit and she went for a spell straight away, which with two-year-olds can often mean they might have become shin sore. I've had enough by that stage of proceedings. Uh, I thought her two trials this time in was super. Um, the first trial was just a quiet one on a cold rail where they never got into her. And then on the other uh, 28th of June, uh, she was held up behind a wall and looked to be travelling. Um, Vranio's had its chances for me Siebel's a, a horse on debut over 1200 look this this could be better than them and it could um, could have something on them but I'm traditionally willing to take those on over a period of time so for me it's Kelly's Lassie to park on the back of those two um, in position A and the rail should be fine race one and that's me I'm 370 so 550 is a bet pretty keen I'm with you Kelly's Lassie mm. uh, gate two John Supporter Adam Durant they're uh they're kicking plenty of goals at the moment, that combination. Uh, like you, love that debut run at Bunbury. That was when she was attacking wide throughout, <clears throat> three wide, no cover outside leaders. Uh, that last trial, you you know that if the gap had came, that Kelly's Lassie would have won uh, for mine. Kelly's Lassie on top. Seable is the uh, X-Factor horse here. That uh, trial was uh, excellent, expensive yielding. Uh, straight to the front, perhaps, for Brock, Luth Luth uh, for Brock Luthwaite and Brad Willer. Looked that way in the mm. recent trial and even the second trial or the last trial of the previous preparation looked to get quite keen as well. So looks to have a fair bit of uh, gate speed. And I'm with Terry. I think Varanio's had its chances. So for, for mine, the best of the race brigade, perhaps, is Galaxy Cat, David Harrison, Camp. Nice short battler in it. Yeah. That's what I mean. This really, there's a real lack of depth here. Yeah. So, yeah, two horses, Kelly's Lassie and Siebel. I'm with Terry. I'm leaning towards Kelly's Lassie. All right, race number two uh, over the 1,200 metres. As BJ said, the second of the, uh, the races moved from Wednesday. Uh, BJ. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about this race because this is probably the one race on the card. Oh, I started really feeling fatigued at about twelve forty-five <laughs> last night, and I saved I saved this one for last because I knew it was the most uh, the race with the most replays that I had to do. And uh, to be honest, I, I didn't get through half of them. So um, yeah, what what have you got for us here? This is this is a lot deeper than the first division. Mm. Uh, obviously, we narrowed it the, narrowed the down narrowed down the first division to two. However, you could probably make a case for eight in this in this particular race. Uh, so it's a Ray Day, Simon A. Miller, first starter. Trials have been... How's the ownership group? I know. Gee, Sean some... Marsh, Mitch Marsh, uh, Josh Felipe, uh, Brandon Matera, Blake Akers. It's not a not a bad little top six, is it? Yeah, Simon A's uh, worked the phones and yeah. got a few heavy hitters involved in this one. And uh, its trials have been encouraging, $80,000 yearling. Uh, we always have to factor in the Tash Faithful trials, don't we, though, Terry? Like she's... Yeah, very light, and Better. sometimes the performances can be a little bit, I don't know, um, exaggerated. Exaggerated, yeah. But still, the that that debut trial was good. The format of that trial was excellent, and then the it's Ray Day ran second to a horse called Not Secret in a trial at Belmont the other day, and I know that Steve Wolf has quite a reasonable opinion of Not Secret, who is yet to face the starter. So I feel as though that uh, it's a Ray Day from gate two. Paddy Carberry goes on for this debut performance. I think that this horse with a clean getaway is probably going to get the, the right run if it can uh, elevate slightly off its trial results. I think it's a Ray Day is going to be um, one of the major fancies, of course, but There'll be people wanting to make cases for horses that ran really well uh, first up the other day. Oh, Sophia in the front bar. Terry, were you you sort of were leaning towards both those horses on the day? You'd be a and, front bar man, wouldn't you? Yeah. I was, uh, <laughs> I 
I was on both of those. Yeah. They, they both should have won, I reckon. Gee whiz, that was difficult watches at the big prices. We backed the front bar 21s into about $7 or $8 and um, jumped pretty well. And Clint had the back of Knight's Mystery and the hot rail, and he ended up yeah, he ended up letting a horse kick up underneath him and coming wide in the centre of that track that day was quicksand. And it's funny with the front bar, if you go back to that trial against Vogue's Choice and It's a Ray Day, it was one of the horses that got up on that cold rail. Um, the 14th of the 6th, that rail is neg. I reckon it's more than neg five, neg seven lengths type thing, being hard on that rail. So that it's two last outings on the 14th of June and then it's race on the 23rd of June. We're both on the worst part of the track, so you can add lengths to that. If this drew a gate, I'd be, like, without doing the, a deep dive on the rest of them, um, I'd be super keen, but very hard to win. It's going to be races. last, isn't it, from 14? Really? Oh, I think they might ride it a bit. No, I don't think so. Yeah, we're going forward? I think over the 1,200, I don't think they have to go right forward, but I just think there'll be enough speed and there's enough happening that they – they have to look for a spot midfield. If they get stuck deep, you get stuck deep. But you got to you got to pay for that, I think. Um, but again, at eight dollars, that's not really a price from the wider scope for a two year old. That's gonna that's gonna grab me. But um, I think the front bar might have uh, some uh, some upside if it can get some luck that it uh, she deserves. Sessions in the wet mm-hmm. as well, and uh, I should have touched on this with Kelly's lassie. Lockie Taylor. In the first uh, hot trainer combinations, CJP and Adam Durant, you touched on BJ. The last fortnight, so before today's Pinjarra meeting, they've combined 19 times for six winners, mm. 31% winning mm. strike rate, uh, 13% profit on turnover. Yeah. So they're the most informed, officially the most informed in the country combination. Okay. Well, He's placing his horse as well, Adam, at the moment, isn't he? Mm. All those trips to Kalgoorlie as well, they usually go there and jag a couple of winners. How many, yeah. how many does he make himself? How many does Adam get out there for himself? Yeah, no, he, he was there the other week. Oh, was he? He made the trip in oh, Calgary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh, it was funny on um, on Facebook. The Tenikutu just won the what did it win? Aquanita. Aquanita. And um, Adam was casting Adam, a rod. Adam Adam was putting photos of all the fish he caught up. <laughs> 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 I think racing was the furthest thing from his mind. Uh, I, think, I think he knew, let's be honest. Uh, he knew. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, I think yeah. they, they knew. They knew. Uh, so, yeah, this is, as I said, this is quite a deep race. It's a Ray Day is the is a trial horse. Osophia and the front bar are the two two horses that have had to run this prep that are going to uh, be well found, I believe. In, interesting runner for me, a horse that's actually had a start, but I'm happy to put a line through through that particular run. I think that was just an end of prep run for a baby. Is a horse called Vitalize. Uh, by Cable Bay, out of vital importance. Vital importance was quite a good, quite a good race mare for uh, Neville Parnham. Ended up going east, winning a few races at Caulfield. Um, Vitalize actually trialed really well back in November for Lacta Ramoli, Ramoli, Rouse Ramoli, and then uh, obviously, as I said, nothing. It all sort of fell apart for her on debut back on the 19th of December. However, trialled nicely under a good hold from Chris Parnham at Belmont on the 25th of June. Neville Parnham stable is another uh, red-hot stable at the moment. I think Vitalize is a horse that can uh, make its presence felt as well. Saying that, there's other, there'll be people wanting to make cases for Himi Singh, uh, First Missile, who wasn't a bad run on debut. Uh, our Electro, William Pike, and the Velvet Queen, a full brother and stablemate to the Velvet King. Sister? Sister, sorry. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, they're oddly, uh, oddly named. Oddly named, correct. Did you mention Watch Me Dance? Hear Me Sing? Yeah. Uh, yes. So, as I said, that's... Sorry, full relation to Watch Me Dance. Correct, yeah. Hear Me Sing and Watch Me Dance are full relations. And that also some, has probably some of the best race form in the race. Mm. So, but it's a, it's a tricky one. You've got first starters. You've got uh, horses coming through different races, first uppers. Uh, well-bred horses, so it's a very 
um, I know what you mean when you say you were scratching your head when you were looking at this race. But for me, I'm just going to try and keep it simple. Simon A. Miller, debutant, nicely bred, good trials. I think it's a Ray Day would be my on-top selection. Come to head. All right. I like it. Race number three, and we're just hitting midday. You'll be on your fifth beer by now, won't you, Michael, <laughs> after the uh, the early start? 12.02 p.m., the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. Uh any thoughts here, Michael, of, uh, of any huge note? Well, my market was in a similar order to what it is here, but the only horse that's really come up my price within that is Porfirio, who I thought could actually run a cheeky race first up. Really liked the trial, was second, uh, finished second first up over 1,400 last prep, and although the horse got out over a staying journey, looks as though more effective around that 1,400 to a mile type of trip, I think, and especially earlier in the preparation goes in the wet in saying that, uh, was on the third line of my market. OBH looks the one to beat, but just thought was a little bit short. What what is he now? Three twenty. Uh, three three even. Three dollars yeah. even. Yeah, might have to work a little bit hard through the earlier middle stages, but no doubt he's the one to beat. And classy macro was huge first up. Uh, actually beat home OBH the only time they've met last year and gets one and a half kilos on him for beating him home as well. But probably looks likely to lead up that three wide line again. Yeah, it might not be the worst spot, even though it's early in the day to lead up that three-wide line. I, I think Lies and Deception should be holding the top here with OBH working to the breeze. OBH isn't jumping all that well. It's the last couple. Really pinged the lids first up for Lactar, but um, the last couple really had to work to get to the top last start. And that Wide draw probably suits. Yeah, it does probably suit, but I think they won't be able to find the rail here and they'll be chasing Lies and Deception, who should put some reasonable toe into yeah. this race. I think it's a different kettle of fish having to rail outside when I do the bullocking work, yep. especially with fiery water on your back and classy macro somewhere around your back or yeah. leading up a three-wide line. So I think OBH is really susceptible here. Um, the stable will be getting the conditions they want and they'll be tickled pink to see a, a soft seven, heavy eight type of setup. But, um, yeah, I think OBH is the risk. I'm pretty confident that when it comes from fiery water or classy macro, forget fiery water went around last start at Kalgoorlie. Um, last 100 showed it was going well. And it's almost like it started its prep again, BJ. Mm, it's been May. a funny prep. Fiery yeah. yeah, it's almost like it started again back to the 1,000. Started pretty well in the market. Market that day surprisingly led pretty pretty good beat 1.2 over the unsuitable journey i think this is a 13 1400 meter horse who really appreciates landing in the one one he this, was on the this, sale as well the english yeah, sale i'm pretty sure in. i saw it must yeah, yeah passed, mustn't yeah. have reached yeah reached i did see that yep so uh he's no star but there is a field here of, uh, of absolutely no, no stars, stars. <laughs> um yeah you, you can put a line through the majority of these i've got porfirio i think fourth in line and um i don't think there's a winner after porfirio i think vital blast would be an improver with yep. sean o'donnell jumping back line, aboard sorry, 1300 meters one up to 1400 meters so shouldn't be a massive concern but uh yeah i just think we'll appreciate donga taking over from kate south yeah it was a bit stiff last start it was was vital blast but um yeah. you'd have a better handle on this horse than me terry lies mm. and deception could it keep rolling Nah, it's a real real york horse yep uh it's by 13 sessions. a stretch too it's by sessions yeah. as well yeah uh, yes it, it's look in this this these type of conditions a horse that can roll and run time out in front is uh, is a nice horse to be on, but as Michael said, A, the 13 is a stretch, and B, um, class. the class is a major yeah. issue. The, the stable tend to intermittently go to York or Narrage or, or tracks like that because they know it really suits the, the undulating tracks where you can jump and run and roll down that hill. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, a horse that can get to the front, if OBH is slowly away and has to work to get there and has gone on the turn, um, yeah, it could give you some cheek out in front, but I, mean, I don't think the current price is anywhere worthwhile. But, um, I, like, uh, I like classy macro. Classy macro, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
dead it obvious. So, it was yep. so big the other day. Just kept coming at Snippy Miss and had no real right to, did it? Uh, through right, no cover, working and just ran Snippy Miss to a neck. If um, Christy Bennett can just basically follow Holly Watson, really, um, or stalk her in running. Classy Macro is a horse that almost enjoys being ridden tough. Uh, I don't think he's a horse that you need to really ride pretty. So eight with apprentice Christy Bennett on board, claiming a valuable two kilos. I think this is set up nicely for Classy Macro. I didn't do any markets for this meeting, Terry. What price did you have Classy Macro? Um, equal favourite, Classy Macro and Fiery Water. I wanted to back the pair, but I'm a little bit disappointed. I thought we might see some high $4 early, Classy Macro, just yeah. being from the less favourable stable. But if you look at Classy Macro's runs in the wet, uh, he is the true wet yeah. tracker in this race. And I, I Didn't do, he win a maiden by like six lengths? Six and a half with Jared on. And then he beat goes two walks comfortably. Only a soft five. And I'm yeah. not really using soft five form as wet track form considering what we're going to see on Saturday. But uh, yes, I, I don't know now whether I've missed the boat with Classy Macro and the 350 type things around. I'm expecting Classy Macro to be extremely available. I'm expecting Classy Macro to be extremely popular with data punters here um, yeah. looking at the, at the wet track form. But for me, you've also got to factor in, it's from a small stable as well and i don't think you want to be hopping into anything too short with it with the smaller stable it is so a horse the, the that is a horse that is uh can be quite hard in the market though um you know like it was a seven dollar chance in a graduation handicap back on the 30th of january um it always attracts a bit of money this horse um i don't know whether it's a ratings horse or whether it has some sort of peak rating or something yeah. like that it does yeah a couple yeah. of couple of really big runs that that made him win and the Win first goes two walks were both really big uh, yep. wins numbers wise. So coming off a strong performance like it was last uh, last start, clearing out from third as well. I my prediction is the classy macro will start your favourite here. So for me, the way the market might move, it might end up being a chop out classy macro and backfire water for my result. But they're the two I'm focusing on. Yeah, classy macro, and I'm I'm a little bit with Michael with the Porphyria. I think he is more than capable, or she rather is more than capable of running a cheeky race first up. Race four of the day is the Amelia Park Handicap, 1,650 metres, advertised as a rating 72 plus handicap. The minimum top weight rule has meant that the race is now officially a 69 plus for all the weight boffins out there. So uh, playing Marika, Terry was uh, quite bullish on her chances in the get out stakes at Belmont last Saturday. I don't think he was alone. There was Scotty Embry, keen player. Best Marika. each way of the day for slip i heard that and uh Quality so as well the little prick well found three wide no, uh, three wide with cover appealing into into galloping room lucy let down lovely for lucy warwick to win on the quick backup terry playing marika can she win uh, her second race in a week firstly how do you have chili as well I oh, yeah, don't well, talk to him about quaddy. I was talking to him about the quaddy uh, just before. He wanted Megazone to win, I think, for a, uh, a fair, yeah, fair yeah. old result. He well, I saying. had the first three legs and I didn't have playing Marika. So oh, I've, no. I've done that. I think I've done it three of the last four weeks. I still have Seneza Charmer for a, a several several divs. Now, was Scott had his he had his top four selections the first three races and then field in the last. Yeah, so Chilius okay. Hot was in the first four, which I think most people would have had it surely yeah. first four. Yeah. Well played. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, not, not for me, but yeah. rich get richer in that respect. <laughs> Play Marika loves backing up, though. That's I think it was yeah. third time she's backed up for second win and uh, minor placing there as well and has also won off a Monday trial to a Saturday race. So, Do you worry about the backup backup, the backup. double backup? Or is that something you're not as, as perturbed about? Probably not with a horse like her that clearly relishes it. Yeah. Speedy Miss did it last week. Yeah, Speedy mm -hmm. Miss is a funny one because it was 
an awkward one. It was mm. 14 to 12 to 16. Would have liked, yeah. obviously, 12, 14, 16. So, um, and she clearly relished it. She's a horse that's... She's not an out-and-out backup horse either, whereas no. Pine Marika is. Yeah, exactly right. So, look, I just think this is a, um, a really, really, really sticky-looking um, speed map for um, for Zaratide here, guys. Have you yeah. have you got Zaratide working forward and popping outside gates of Babylon? That's kind of what he did first up, wasn't it? Well, where's the, where's the other speed leader? besides Gates of Babylon? Actually, what's Lonsdale Lady doing? Yeah, not, good no, question. No, not Terry knows more about Lonsdale Lady. Missed the kick in the anyone. trial and missed the kick. Um, so deliberately riding back? Well. They are going to ride Lonsdale Lady with a sit if it does jump. I think the plan would be to still ride with a sit if it does jump. That's on Vet's advice, actually. Um, well, has, has that a throat up, actually, that yeah, horse? So yeah, perhaps that's yeah. why. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's a sticky one. So there's the only other horse that could go forward if it jumps okay is Salon du Chevelle with the fifty four. But I don't know if that'll be the uh, the, the thought process there for uh, for Neville Parker. Um, he actually went really well in his trial behind a pretty smart one in Firefox and ran well first up. But um, no, it looks a thin race. I, I think one horse you have to look at as a as a fly on the ointment horse is, is Bad Wolf. Mm. Um, horrible last start, but. If you watch him, never never looked happy in the run no, there. It was no. I don't know whether you can just put a line through that or not, but um, his run, two back uh, behind Naughty by Nature and Zaratite, uh, was was super, wasn't it? So one of the days of the meeting. It was a thousand yeah. to sixteen that yeah, day, I think, as well. I thought it was uh, one of Ashley Maley's ratings dropping run. I just chuck it in a race, get two points off. We we continue on. Yeah. But the uh, yeah, it was uh, quite an incredible run. So you have to show a bit of forgiveness uh, for um, for the most recent performance, but Chrissy. Parnham going on good gate, a horse that's performed well um, on rain affected in the past. It, it's definitely in this race, but yeah, not not a race. I'm I'm overly confident. Zaratide is now way way too thin at two dollars <clears throat> for a horse that's either going to be last on a slow $2. speed, two dollars five, last on a slow speed or uh, in the breeze. They're the two options for Zaratide. Yeah, I thought it was two seventy five, yeah. two 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 forty with Brad Bet at the moment. Two forty, yeah. Brad Bet is yeah. okay. Where I'm looking, I'm on the sports at one's the easiest to navigate mm. for me, so I just roll through that. But um, yeah, I was look. three dollars Zaratide. Yeah, I'm two ninety Zaratite, three sixty playing Marika. So pushed for a bet, it'd be playing Marika again at the four twenty here. But um, I'm not desperate to get involved. Carrigenia Aurora, yeah, huge last start. Was was four gonna... deep. Yeah, but I just I just worry about how what it's got left. You the know, thing, just the thing that I like about Carrigenia Aurora was you're right, four wide working the whole way, just kept kept coming. Is that that Spruker uh, sixty six plus ratings race is is, is actually. Quite a good form reference. Yeah, Marika um, came out of that. Come, came out of that, yeah. uh, and I, I imagine Carrigini Aurora wasn't that inferior to playing Marika. Probably like, a better probably run. Better run. Yeah. So yeah. I just think at the, at the price down on the minimum, uh, this is, feel like this is the sort of horse that uh, Joey as a party is going to get the best out of. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised to see a bit of a peak from Carrigini Aurora. Although I think I already have said that this preparation already. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but for me, you're right. Zaratite's too short. Plan Marika, the backup, backup, double backup. But she won so well last Saturday that you kind of can't really knock her. Um, and if there is a fly on the ointment horse for me, Carrigini Aurora, Lons Lonsdale Lady. I, I don't know. I'm, I thought it was a really good run first up. Yeah. And the, I, I, I wrote in my notes, so I've got Lonsdale Lady Fatigue at the moment. Yeah. Um, followed her closely uh, throughout her career. Obviously, the leading girl form looks... Well, the last prep, she contested impressive. Jungle Mist, Jungle Dawn, Starstruck, Latrice. Oh, yeah, and, and all of her fresh runs especially were, and runs 
close to the start of the prep, where they're absolutely huge. But um, it's just the way. Um, well, in saying that, like, she it's, was it's in interesting. The, she was in the spooker race, yeah. You look at this, and yeah, it went so Jade never really probably got stuck. It was into a big it run, yeah. it was, and it was, it was a really run. good trial leading into it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, and the, the the thing that might suit here, like mm. not not the fact a is that she's um, super on the on the rain affected, but also b is say she does miss the kick. There is small probably, field. and yeah. it's a small field and a real lack of speed in this yeah. that she could tack on last or muster up to somewhere in a reasonable spot and yeah she can she can definitely run a race it's just a horse i, d I think there's how much fatigue you have I, I backed is, her, is I it like a, the last is it like a trust thing now it's 100 percent. it's a trust thing yeah, yeah as well but um yeah the thing is if you're trying to get zaratite beaten then yeah. you're trying to get the form horse you know playing marika probably just about maps on the back of zaratite yeah. i'm expecting him to go the breeze then if you want to get that beaten, you can say, all right, Bad Wolf was super to a go. Carrigenia Raw was great then. Lonsdale Lady at its best, probably just about wins. Yeah. So mm -hmm. A, you've got to try and get Zaratite beaten. Then you've got to get the form horse beaten. Then you've got to try and pick out which of those three is going to turn up and run the race in the day. I just don't know if any of the prices there grab me. And Zaratite, <laughs> that's the last preparation back in 2019, was a soft six winner. Oh, and yeah. their next two wins were on soft sevens. Yep. Uh, so should relish the ground. Second up off 22 months, somewhat yeah. of a concern. 28 days between runs as well, yeah, but Team Perhaps Williams. might be yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not, not too worried about that. I think there was a run race last week that actually did suit because I went through and I thought, was there, a, was there just not a suitable race? Mm. But there was one last week that would have suited. But, um, yeah, pretty impressive, though, coming off that long a break, Definitely. going forward, even though it was a slow tempo, carding up naughty by nature and then coming back at it yeah. um, on the line. So, that form's um, held up. Strickland Stakes form. So Zaratite's clearly the one to beat, but... Uh, I'd want a three in it to be betting. Did we give any tips in at all or any Zaratite with a three in front of it? Yeah, Zaratite with a three. All right. Or Lonsdale Lady each way. Okay. I think right. I think I don't think there should be that much difference between Zaratite and Plan Marika. So for me, Plan Marika will be and market wise, so Plan Marika will be my top selection. It's time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition, BJ. Thanks, Terry. That is correct. The Mundaring has been heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street. Mundaring. Uh, if you get a chance and you're in the neighbourhood up in uh, up in the hills there, drop in and see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. I know uh, Michael Heaton's a big fan of the Mundaring, and uh, so uh, many people are. It's a very popular little spot. Drop in, say good day, let him know you're a one-one listener, and Butchie will look after you. So. Uh, it's been a big week. It's been a big few weeks, hasn't it, for the H train, Fraser Hay. And uh, on last week's episode, he became a four-time WA Racing Mastermind victor, knocking off the professor, Mike Eppis, 3-1. Now, Fraser, he continues to take all before him, and the person putting up their hand to put an end to his winning run is the Sam White, Terry, the Sam White from the Sam White Rule. Let's welcome him to the show. Sam White, g'day, mate. G'day, BJ. How are you? Good man, good man. How's uh, how's the confidence levels coming in uh, to t to try and uh, dispatch the H train, Fraser Hay? Uh, pretty low, BJ. You promised me a go when uh, you run out of contestants, so I guess I'm last man standing, you know. <laughs> but we'll do our best. Yeah, you'll be right, mate. You'll be right. The uh, the pressure is on though because the H train. We've Terry, we've we've made an executive decision during the week that uh, if you win five in a row that you can have a spell. You can only win five maximum. Now, win if, we get, uh, if we get two people that yep. win, uh, that both win five in a row, we can have like a, a mastermind, a mega mastermind. Mega mastermind, yeah, that's a great idea. And m and Yeah, mega mastermind. So win, lose or draw, this will be the last time that we're speaking to the man himself. Fraser Hay, the H train. Ever. Uh, well, later we'll bring him back. We'll bring him back. Oh, we're going to see him at the, uh, the biggest day in 
early December as well, I'd suggest. Yes. Yeah. The PRG Christmas party. Yeah, the sea party. Yeah. Yeah. So, Fraser, hey, mate. Welcome back to the 1 1. G'day, boys. Thanks for having me again. Hopefully, we can uh, head out on a winning note. Four time champion shooting for that picket fence five in a row, taking on the Sam White. All right, fellas, you know the rules. Your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's mastermind, you will need to be the first question, uh, first person rather to answer three questions correctly. Terry? Michael. I think Michael's going to lead us in today. Yes, can do. Righty-ho, boys. Are we both ready? I'm ready. Oh, you're not stitching me up with that one, are you? Here we go. They want me to read out the challenger. Are you ready? Yep, Sam. Mastermind, are you ready? Yep, ready to go. Name the only horse in Saturday's <laughs> Bowfine Stakes who competed in last year's Bowfine. Sam. Sam White. Merlin. Oh. oh, oh hey, I, I did this as well, so don't get too excited. That was really... That um, was, that was authoritative. Yeah, that's what I'm going to use. Dis- authoritative, decisive. Word know. of advice, Sam: just don't be content from here. You need to really <laughs> just keep it going. Well, You're mar- cooked, the, Fraser. The mar- You're cooked. The market has just fluctuated oh, wildly after Christmas. This is all over. Okay. Question two: How much did Graham Ballantyne purchase Chili is hot for as a weanling? Fraser. Five hundred bucks. Oh, oh H trains. Teaches us right. We're right off a right off a champion, and he responds in true fashion. Okay, one apiece. Question three: William Pike replaces Chris Parnham on Miss Kentucky this Saturday. How many races has Pike won on Miss Kentucky? Sam. Sam. One. Ah, eh. Fraser, you got four seconds. Three. Zero. Two. No, come on, lads. Three rides for three wins. Three rides, three wins with Kentucky. The wizard wizard hops back on board this Saturday's Bofon. Okay, so we're still one apiece. Brad Rawwilla has won 25 Group 1 winners in his illustrious career. What race was his most recent Group 1 victory in? Sammy. Underwood Stakes. Incorrect. Ah, Sammy. Fraser. For the steal. For the steal. Three. Two, I got nothing. one, come on, lads. Elite straight. Come on, lads. Winterbottom Stakes 2020. I thought the question was going to be he's won 25 group runs. Who's his current manager? <laughs> <laughs> Still one apiece. Oh, dear. Okay. What did the Ganjemi brothers pay for both Money Matters and Massimo Sam, at the latest Ingline auction sale? Sammy? 150000 Oh, he's back on. Oh, very good. <laughs> so what's the it? Train. First to what? First to three. three. First to three. The trains are potential match being, point. Uh, First in best yeah. dressed. Yeah. Yeah. Chance yeah. of being derailed here. This could be a little bit of a curly one. Could be coming off the tracks. Name the horse who was first past the post in the 2018 Bowfine Stakes, but was later disqualified due to a positive swab. Uh, I reckon if Sammy wins this, it might be a positive swab. <laughs> Five, I know who trained four, it. <laughs> three, two, one. Yeah. Uh, who trains it? This uh, Justin Warwick. No, no, 
Nah, well, that's that's wrong as the, well. The, the horse, oh, Mr. Motown, Lindsay Smith, Smith, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, Lucy Warwick. Yeah. Lucy yep. Warwick Road. I think we might have thrown that at Danielle Price as well. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I'm I'm just going to chuck, yeah. chuck the idea. 100%. 100%. It's 100 to 1. Or was that turf talk days? Yeah, back when I threw it to 20, yeah. Might say I just put the trumpet back in its case now. Continue. Okay, so what are we? 2 1. 2 1. The match point. Next question. Who rode It's It to win the 2017 Bowfine Stakes? Fraser. Oh, he knew this one, didn't I he? I love this man. Uh, Randy Tan. Yes. Oh, <laughs> he's surging. He's surging. This is what the Train. crowd. This is what the crowd wanted. It's 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. Right. Question eight. Which trainer saddled up four runners in last year's Bowfine Stakes? Sam. Five. Sammy, oh, here you go. This is your time. On. This is your moment. Oh, Sammy. Uh, it's Dan Jamie's. Oh. He's done it. Wow, well, hey. He's, he's done it. $1.30 punters. Walter, are, uh, he's done it. <laughs> Sam White truly is first in, best dressed. <laughs> best half the point. <laughs> Riley Congratulations. Congratulations, Sam. That was uh, that was a thrilling edition of the Mastermind. Fraser Hay, you are a champion in every sense of the word, mate. Thanks for uh, thanks for being a four timer, coming back, defending your title. Does he and get a run to the Christmas party? I think he nah, gets. A well, run. as long as uh, no one knocks off the four, I tell you what, <laughs> I'd feel a bit bad now, wouldn't we? But uh, no, huge, huge effort from the lads, wasn't it? Oh, massive, it's Fraser. Thanks heaps for contributing to uh, the, the Mastermind 2.0, and no doubt we'll be we'll have you back on sometime during the year. But we do have a there's a new kid in town, hey Sam White. He's, He's a man. ruling the roost. You can say, a... couldn't you, VJ? And I'm gonna need uh, before you two uh, run. Can we uh, can we have a special for the weekend, lads? In a word, Amasinus. Amasinus is that for who was that? Froze. That was Froze. Yep. Sammy, you um, done any form? Yes, um, I think it's Caulfield Race 3, Deep Sea, Jake Hart and the Mac. Oh, <laughs> where's, where's Caulfield? <laughs> is this your Victorian racing broadcast? Very I'm good, Sam. I'm confused here. Well, he's a master yeah. one. No, so yeah. Have yeah. saddle Make your trouble. own rules. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, that is elite. Sam White, the $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel is in the mail. Uh, the rest of your gift vouchers, Fraser, I'm sure you've got them piled up. Uh, we need to get... Phrase one of those novelty checks, I think, from the Mundaring, but uh, to put on the wall. Uh, but mate, uh, when when sorry, mate, you said you were going to have your birthday party up at the Mundaring. When when is your birthday? Oh, uh, birthday is actually tomorrow, and I'm heading up on Saturday for a nice tea. So I'm looking forward to it, actually. Mate, have a fantastic time up there. Make sure you seek out Ian Butchie O'Connor and have a chat to him. Let him know that you are the, the one uh, that's bleeding him dry. <laughs> and uh, Sam White, you better you better get some time off. Uh, book some time next Thursday because you'll be back on the show. Huge. Cheers. Terry, Sam White, he uh, stepped up to the play and he derailed the H-chain. Fraser Hay. Yeah, surprising. I uh, I thought if he could get past uh, our mate Nicky Heaton over here, that uh, it was uh, a certainty to to rack up the five in a row. But uh, too good, Sammy. Impressive stuff too. It was. Have you tipped a mastermind winner yet? No, no, no. Is there a, head to head. Uh, what are we? How many have we done? Seven probably. Yeah, Lockie like one, that. two, or three. Straight into phrase. Yeah, I think that's probably our seventh mastermind. No, I'm over seven. Do we have a? Uh, 
Challenger for next week? No, we'll have to uh, put our heads together. How good was Michael Heaton as the Quizmaster? Yeah, he was very hey, good. He was yeah. strong, yeah, too, he was wasn't he? <laughs> he was strong. But anyway. Really, really wanted the role, too, didn't he? He, he, he demanded it. He, he thrived. You your, big, your big key forward coming out from uh, he, uh, the uh, Joel he, uh, he really uh, took to it. And, um, Shoulders yeah, are a so bit sore, actually. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was an absolutely outstanding edition of the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind and looking forward to seeing who can knock off Sam White on next week's edition of the 1-1. One one. All right, race number five, uh, the third two, I don't often say this, the third two-year-old race. Uh, on a car, the Crown at Perth Plate, 1.22 p.m. as Michael goes in for his 19th handful of uh, chocolate brats. Oh, just launching the good big though, aren't they? Good Missile launch. Mm. He's absolutely, he's got Paddy Carberry on top of the minutes. And um, <laughs> over the 1,400 metres, interesting clashing of form lines here, BJ. Mm. Um, we see uh, the Search and Rocks form line with wise words coming out of. We see... Bandolera, Bowen, multinational, the midweek uh, winner, multinational, where it absolutely made them look second rate up to the 1400. And guard the safe. Uh, for me, there was very little between guard the safe and Bandolera, Bowen. Guard the safe got an absolute zero out of 10, unfortunately, <laughs> from Joey as a party last time. I, I, I implore everyone to go back and watch Guard the Safe. That was incredible stuff. That, that was that um, last last run. The the steer was incredible. It was. I'm going to say it was confusing. Um, yeah, he just, <laughs> but, just uh, decided in, in the 900 that, to get in. Saying into that it. though, it did. Uh, it did give. I thought uh, it was super. It did give Search and Rocks a nice little cut into the race, didn't it? So it that certainly was, that did. Was yeah. Good. Look, it certainly did. One thing I don't like to do with two year olds is to follow them after a win too closely. Either you tend to get, and we've noticed that. I've, I speak about it on most podcasts. Yep. You tend to get. Just unders. They tend to be overbacked at their next start. It's like so. over overcorrection. Sort yeah, of it is an overcorrection. I mean, Search and Rock. She was she was seventeen eighteen dollars bet fair SP last start. And now we're going to look at three three fifty here, which I think is the right price. I've got her three dollars thirty three forty. So I think she's probably the most progressive horse in this race. But I really do respect what I saw from multinational. And that was yeah. good, wasn't it? Yeah, and a race devoid of speed. Look, I know Brad rode her a 10 on the back of the second best horse in the race, as it turned out. Yeah. But Chris can probably go forward to the breeze here, and that might not be the worst spot to be for a, a horse who's really going to relish the ground. So, look, at the current prices, multinational was 850 this morning. Would have been happy tipping him each way, but now 550. I can't I can't suggest a bet there. That's The market's basically bang on my market. Um, I'm going to tip – I am going to stick with Search and Rock, so I do think she's a horse on the rise. I think she's got a lot of ability. Mm. Um, look, at, at the current prices um there just there just isn't a bet michael so likable brad rewilla uh did he give this one as big a as big a uh push as he uh, as he gave siebel in the first well oh, he's happy to ride 56 for it which he doesn't do mm -hmm. uh so that's a good push in itself he rarely rides 56 he's getting his weight down now and i, I think he has a couple of times over the past month but uh, yeah, really like the trial. He thought the horse would need 1,400 metres, gets that. Personally, it's always – it's hard for a two-year-old to win first up over 1,400 metres, isn't it? So that's yeah. always going Brock, to Brock be – did get one to nearly beat um, – and one that I think is inferior, great fortune, to nearly knock off um, guard safe. Mm. Uh, a few starts ago, first oh, yeah. up on debut. So Brock, Brock's one trainer that really does get him going well at 1,400, 1,600 um, on debut. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, expecting a forward showing there and also the Pierce horse, wise yeah. words. As, uh, as listeners are no doubt aware, Michael Heaton is the racing manager for Dan and Ben Pierce. Wise words, going good. Going, hasn't had much luck at yeah. all. Just couldn't really draw. Gates was unsuited, dropping back to 1,000 metres a couple of starts ago and chased hard. Last start was really good and drawn soft with Pike on. I think she's uh, certainly a winning chance.
Yeah. What, what's the boys, what are they, what's their opinion of wise words as a horse with like future thinking sort of thing? Yeah, they've always really liked her. She yep. had them, she had them scratching their heads a little bit at the start. She trolled up well and she was always probably the pick of the bunch. And then I think first up she was three deck, no cover, nothing went right. This prep, they were top toying up whether to trial her again or just take her to the races. And they decided to go to the races and just have her ridden cold, hit the line late and she ended up three deep from the, uh, and just, completely opposite of what the plan was so that was a little bit a little bit disappointing when you think you've got a really nice horse and uh they all backed her at the next start when i think she drew soft and she only got the job done at about 60 to 1 and she's held her form since then so she's holding the form that they've always expected i think beads came out of that race too yeah um where she ran second to magic to exceed which was a was pretty high rating two-year-old race as well yeah, yeah. It was a vega relation magic. to vega magic yeah. so yeah no she uh, she'll appreciate and they're probably uh, up to the 1400 i presume that they won't be as set on leading i think they'll be content to lead but she, if something she doesn't have to lead look yeah. last start she drew 11 of 13 what do you do you go yeah, back and exactly run midfield right, yeah. or you sort of handlebars down and have a crack and she did that and she was in front till about 100 or something from uh from memory it was a yeah, good, good and, run uh never really like through in the towel at all no. so searching rocks was just got last crack at her uh, on the day but uh what did you end up coming up what did you end up settling on uh wise words wise words uh i think searching rocks will win again i did i was really impressed with multinational um as we mentioned in the in the little spiel there that was a big progression i mean the debut run over a thousand went back ran on its last 200 was oh hang on that was that was there was something yeah, there. It was there, and it was then expensive uh, purchase. Too, yeah, it? yeah, I think it was one hundred and forty thousand yep. dollars yearling, and then the other day bounced it out, put it in a spot, and it just went whack and uh, knocked, over a long way from home. Knocked but, off yeah. uh, Bandolera Bow, beat it really comfortably. So horse that, that was a thousand to fourteen as well, which is a pretty rare sort of leap yep. for a two year old. So that was impressive. Uh, they're the two for mine. Uh, if multinational drew again, I'll probably have him on top, but hard to go past Search and Rocks. That was just. It was super on debut, and then it was super impressive in victory last night. Mount Ash is the uh, the other chance. Yeah. Was uh, just jagged back and got in an awkward spot on debut. Stiff to miss the strape, who obviously goes um, who obviously goes pretty well. A thousand to fourteen hundred. So you dare say they weren't too keen uh, on the thousand meters first up. And this is probably a race of Durant Yard. And as Michael said, the the form combination in Durant and CJP. This will be uh, a race. I reckon they can think uh, they think they can win. Sorry, and um, look, pen, pending prices late. That's that's how I'm going to play this but it's now getting out to 10 sorry 20 i'm 850 if that creeps out to 16 18 bet fair sp and search and rocks is over bet i'll probably end up on or if search and rocks gets out to 450 with money for naughty national i'll probably end up there so last question price. what price did you have groundbreaker uh 31 dollars, and i could have had it significantly longer as well yeah uh, i just think it's gonna need everything to go right and then even if everything does go right i think others are better than it anyway so very good race six the peninsula dining room handicap over 1,200 metres for three-year-olds, 13-horse field. Very intriguing race, this one. It's one word. What, no. uh, what, what are we uh, – when in doubt, let's go to the speed map. I've got different adjectives, as mm. Michael might, mm -hmm. I think, that uh, we might use for this race. Race, the one thing I'll say, though, one fifty-eight p.m. race six. That's incredible. Yeah. We're still – Three races from the quaddy starting six, yeah. seven, eight. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, the, their inside pad now uh, will have to be um, starting to feel it, I reckon, after five races, Michael. So makes it interesting for a horse like uh, Secret Plan, who's been your well-backed, uh, well-backed this morning has been well-backed at least, favourite in this. Look, um, yeah, I, I got no idea. 
I, I got none, absolutely none whatsoever. This was a uh, an absolute nightmare of a race to dissect. Uh, this, along with race two, were the two I was pretty keen to um, yeah to stay out of. Hundred percent. If Smashing had have drawn a gate, I would have been quite keen. I thought the runs last campaign were huge in the Guineas, the Lustia. First up, no cover. Uh, but it's just, yeah. I don't know where. I, I suspect in this type of race, how messy it looks, they'll probably just go back and hit the line later. I think uh, being first up, no trial, and I'll probably be on second up. But it's just impossible to be on with the draw. Obviously, cross statement will will work across from the wide alley. I think Born Spicy will probably be forward too. Your Astro Astro Warriors drawn low. How's the Serenity probably comes around, but Stevie Palmer probably kicks up with power. Powerful, we'll I thought was one one. Perhaps Secret Plan three back the fence with Noble Lawrence one two. Uh, the horses in the perhaps that three deep line, Rain of Fire, an all day session three deep with cover, finishing strongly late. I had Secret Plan, the $5.50 favourite in my market, and from there I had Smashing at $8, Rain of Fire, $8.50, Cross Statement, $9.50. And the, yeah, I just have no confidence in my market. And looking at this here, Cross Statement's about half that, I think, and all of a sudden Secret Plan's now, what was it, $3 something? No, I think it's uh, where I'm $3. looking. $3.60. Yeah, that's um, three sixty. Actually, cross statements out to six dollars now, so it's on on the way out. Two dollars um, eighty. I'm looking. I think where I'm looking, we need to we need to just be. Um, I need to marry up a bit here. Tap touch, looking, don't we? Brad yeah, tap, but tap touch is probably the outlier because they still hold half of Brad's price. Well, everyone else is different, so the other yeah. ones are probably more <coughs> accurate representations at this stage. So, so two eighty low, three twenty high. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For secret plan, secret plan. Yeah, that's all paper thin. Mm. Yeah, what were you five fifty? I'm six so, six sixty. What was your honest opinion of secret plan first up? Disappointing. Well, if you do a speed, <laughs> he's, a, he's a trickster. This horse, yeah. he's a trickster. I don't think he's a trickster. I think it's just how good he is. I think no, he's, no, he's, no. he's almost running at the same level every race. We've just got this thing in our mind from that first start run when he got the right run on the right part of the track, but it just looked so aesthetically pleasing that now we think it's better than it is. But he's just not that good. Blinkers yeah, near no, side, just, go just, on first time. I don't think he's impossible of winning here or anything. I just just don't think he's a horse that's going to continually. Get I think it's a, I think horses. it's a immaturity thing myself. I think there's there's something there. A bit of Billy he, Ray about him? A little bit. There's a little bit of Im mental immaturity there that's impacting performance on race. Three day. back the fence in a, oh. a messy type of full field race. Mm. It's yeah, it's Sticky. I wouldn't be diving into into that. Uh, I think all day session sessions in the wet has won two out of four on, on soft tracks as well. Up to the twelve hundred meters, I think is better in saying that. I had him uh, ten dollars. Not too sure what he is. There are cross statement and uh, ghost who walks obviously coming out of that really fast run midweek events. They're both uh, have winning claims, but I think are under the odds at their current quote and rain of fire. Thought was okay last start. I was really keen on him second up coming out of that 66 back into the three-year-old 1200. I thought he was disappointing. Is that the timely outburst race? Yeah, yeah. I thought he was disappointing that day and yeah. last start he was okay. Uh, but He's just, he's not going whack like, yeah, he, he's like not, he can do. And it's been yeah. over 12 months since he last won a race and they were as two-year-old races uh, as a two-year-old as well. So always a concern with that. I really like Lo Noble Lawrence as a horse. Um, with I'm the owner now? Uh, yes, yeah, so of course, yes. The previously trained by Jason Pateman and is now in the care of Dean Skipworth, who is the owner, um, who has trained ho uh, horses in the past. Just yep. escapes me for uh, one of his um, better ones at the moment. But... I thought didn't think Noble Lawrence did a lot wrong last prep. Ran into Hot Z one day, um, competed really well against that particular horse. I think the best, the, I think the twenty three dollars best available is over the odds for mine. 
Yeah, I was just saying to you, before while we were munching down our sausage rolls, Michael took a, a brief um, a brief pause from the chocolate pretzels to get our sausage roll down the gullet. And uh, <laughs> look, I, I marked this race loosely and I give them basically a tier one, two, three, four, and that's on my confidence in my mark and then how much I'm going to sort of invest accordingly. And I gave this a tier zero, mm. which I've never really done before. But um, just looking at the market and seeing the low 20s for Nobel Lawrence, that's the one that yeah. stands out yeah. uh, to me as, as, the, um, as the wrong price. Look, it's risky going. No, no trial. Um, it's it's in a new yard, um, as as Michael said. It's with the owners, so that's a concern. But I mean, the form around Hot Z, uh, even a little bit further. I mean, you had you had Gun Metal Grey a couple of further lengths yeah. um, behind yep. him. That was a really slowly run race, I think, where it dominated from the front Hot Z, like it did for most of its. I'm pretty sure Noble Lawrence was trying to get up inside on like a cutaway or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just uh, it's a horse with a really nice turn of foot, and um, yeah, I just think at the twenty bucks in a race where it's difficult, it's difficult to have a bet with confidence. It might be worth trying to chase. Well, a Noble bit Lawrence whacked Standout Rose in a Bunbury Maiden. Standout Rose has got some talent, and then yeah. he was a seven dollar chance with sixty kgs in a race featuring Billy Ain't Silly. Last start at Ascot on April three, so that's a pretty strong. SP profile right there. I think uh, $23 best available. I think Noble Lawrence for mine is the way that I'll be going. Yeah, smashing the Barry draw just scrolls me. That's the way I would would be playing, but 13 of 13 makes it difficult. But I think this filly will certainly be a, a big watch. was huge in the Guineas, drew 16 of 16, yeah. flew home. Lestia was beaten two and three-quarter lengths by Kiss on all four cheeks, was then held up the entire uh, in that three-year-old plate race behind Toscana. It reads poorly, beaten nearly three lengths in that race, but never really saw daylight and had probably had enough, but was beaten less than half a length by Prize Miss last up before a spell. I think in terms of form strength, it has panels on most rivals here, but tough from the draw. And first up last prep, it was three wide, no cover at Ascot and defeated Alpha Omega, Alpha and Omega in the last stride. Yeah, yeah, it was a big win. That yeah. was the best part of the track, but it was still a big, big win, win regardless, yeah. you know. Well, so. this well could be the best part of the track here. Exactly so. right, yeah. Well, I'm, I've basically got four on toppers with How's Serenity market in my market. How's the Serenity goes to a walk, smashing and secret plan. How's the Serenity's one we haven't discussed as yet. The 31 days was the big turn off for me, but look, barrier nine, a horse with gate speed can probably work forward and Loves hop the in soft. A three, yeah, loves the soft. Can hop in a three-wide train. You'd almost think that Simon's thinking, let's let's have one ready to go for Holly to notch that first uh, uh, Saturday winner. So, look, I I think you can go a number of different ways here. The, the, probably the, the thing I'd be saying is avoid secret plan and at the shorts and, and try and hop for a bit of value around it. But, um, yeah, how's of Serenity and Nobel Lawrence are the two that are well over my odds and smashing's a little bit over my odds. No doubt that. secret plan will bolt in now, especially yeah. with the blinkers going on when the headgear goes on. The GNA Williams camp, they invariably win. Interesting point before we move on. How's the Serenity picked up a bonus win? Some cash. She's yeah. a charmer. She, she's mm. a charmer. Lost a race. Uh, Chewing those pesky uh, pine posts. Is that what it was? Oh, it? I'm not sure. It was an arsenic. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Pine, pine post situation there. Mm. So, so the connections of How's the Serenity, they got they get no rating points, but they get all the cash. So except for the wagering. No money, rating points. No. No. Because it's already it's competed since at a certain rating, so it just oh, it's retrospect, right? Yeah, okay, mm. yeah. So that eighth uh, of May at Ascot, how's the Serenity? The connections pick up the West full, too. full, uh, full stake. Yep, nearly eighty grand. Mm, good result. Uh, okay, race seven, Mrs. Max handicap over the one. We're edging closer to the late quarter, Terry. We are <laughs> edging closer. Yeah. So, so just with that, yeah. So would if a jockey has a if. A race gets taken off a horse for a positive and the jockey's been paid. Do they give the money back? I think they do, yes. I think it That's stiff. Yeah. 
because you'd imagine the owner of the trainer and, and that sort of stuff. Actually, I shouldn't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. We'll, mm. we'll chase it up during the during purely break. for self interest sake. Mm. Yeah, just uh, moving forward. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think I think every, I think I think Rawal must hold all the money in trust, and then it would just get div- divvied up accordingly. So maybe you just go into like a a debit until you yeah. until you're back in credit again. But uh, but yeah, I couldn't see them them being able to keep any of the West Speed or the prize money under the circumstances. So that's all right. Best of the day in the next anyway. Get us out of trouble in the Mrs. Right. Max. In the Mrs. Max. What would you do if it wasn't a Mrs. Max, Michael? What did we have just then? Uh, that was an IGA uh, homemade type job. Yeah, it wasn't, oh, wasn't bad. Yeah. wasn't too bad. Probably overcooked though, wasn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> five, five minutes too long. Can't beat a Baker's Hill though. No, I do, do it <coughs> Baker's Hill. Look, Vinny enjoyed are they the, Baker's Are they the go? I heard oh. they're a little bit overrated or nah. is that no? no under, no. Underrated. Is that right? Phenomenal. Yep. I do like a Mrs. Max though. Mrs. Yep. Max, yeah. yeah. The one positive so about crust. going out to Northern on a cold and windy rainy sunday sometimes just knowing that you'll have a nice little cheese and bacon on the way home just, on the way there just gets you there doesn't yeah. it yeah Not a cheese in my pie type person to be honest with you yeah <laughs> well you just had a bacon and cheese sausage roll didn't you no i went plain you no. were the traditional yeah I went the traditional, traditional route. route yeah no you were the only cheese and bacon man, michael so. heaton said his best of the day is in the mrs max handicap if it ain't a mrs max take it back michael heaton take it away uh, Keen Vein Tempest here, but I see the price has shortened up a touch. I'll just, it had shortened up when I had, what price are we looking at? 225 Brad. What are we doing elsewhere? Yes. Uh, 2.15 elsewhere. A challenger here on the speed map, Michael. Vein Tempest looks clear, a clear standout in this race and the weight doesn't look an issue. The way she handles the soft track. Are you concerned? Because last start... Um, Victoria was able to pop in behind the two leaders and just yep. get out at the top of the straight and roll. I've got Express Time and one more BJ Tavarich potentially coming across and almost sitting in a three wide line, creating like a wall. Yeah, yeah, I think she might just be in a sticky spot, and that, that's what worries me here because she she does. Don't get me wrong, it looks a standout, but um, I'm I'm worried that it could be a more difficult steer, Lee steer for um for Vicky Corvia Corvia. Yeah, yeah, potentially you'd think Tavarich would get a stitch uh, in the straight there, but. With Olga Louisa in the race, I just thought it was a pretty similar setup to the previous effort uh, when just slotting in behind, a hot tempo, peeling out. And for me, this is a, a dropping grade from the last two performances. Though That though three-year-old 62-plus comp- company is generally a lot stronger than graduation company. So uh, is a last start winner dropping in grade. The start prior to that, that time the outburst form reads really well, gets an ideal, I thought, map slotting in behind. And if those horses don't happen to come across. Vane Tempest might even just sit, sit outside. Old Louisa, which you would expect to probably tire over the late stages. So whichever way this race is run, I thought Vane Tempest could get conditions to suit and go back to back. Yeah, she stands out as the horse to beat. I made her my – I'm a big Vane Tempest fan and made her my lay last start. And it wasn't a lay on the horse. I didn't think that what, – what $2.60 is my bet price though. Okay. <clears throat> so – Jay McNaught rode her, and I don't know if this is a McNaught thing or, or, or whatever, but I, horses do tend to roll around with Jade, especially they do roll outwards. But Vane Tempest was very exaggerated and took took Timely Outburst off the track, basically. So I thought if Vane Tempest gives Jay McNaught that kind of hard mm. time, I wonder how Victoria Corr was going to go. But she basically went pretty much well, straight. Well, seven-day backup, apparently she wasn't as fired up that right. day, so might have taken the edge. And also the lugging bit went on that day, so perhaps uh, – 
she was a little bit more tractable. Yeah, she was definitely was The fact more that she never had to pull the brakes, like they went yeah. in a nice tempo out in front. She didn't have to try and control and then restart. It yeah. was just one steady tempo. As soon as it started going onto heel, she just peeled wide and yeah. let it go. I, I was, we were on that day. Yeah. I just thought that was just yeah. such a, um, yeah, such a perfect steer what you want from, from the young apprentice. So. Uh, but as I was saying, I, I am worried about uh, how this map could eventuate in, in the same sort of situation. And just at the current prices, I'm going to I'm going to look to take on um, not Vane Tempest. I'm probably going to look to take on Vicky Corva uh, just a little bit here. And um, doing a BJ from last time. Yeah, yeah. Look, is the ride going to need a little bit more nuance? Perhaps? The ride will need, need a little bit more nuance. Exactly. Yeah, to steal your uh, to steal your language, yeah. um, which is it's look, it's a big chance of happening. And I, as as Michael said, they might even take luck out of the equation and try and try and pop in the breeze. Yeah, but, um, it is a slightly more difficult steer for me. But uh, look, I look. I, I, you don't want to follow one in that seventy ones to fives too heavily, but I can't. I can't get over what I've seen from ATM at trial and race. By trial this stage was of the huge. day, the trial was met like wild. That was on a. That was on the best part of the track. You have got to remember that. And Tambor and the third horse didn't turn up at their subsequent runs, but it was still under such a strong hold. It was still such a good trial, and then. Its last win, that was a race Will Cherno went around something crazy thin at in a race where there was nine leaders. And even though the nine leaders are down straight, they've gone wild. Nothing else for the day. I don't think they ran one other race for the entire day above benchmark. So I think the track was playing slow and they still went seven or eight lengths above in that race. And it was set up for horses to come from the back, but it's the manner in what you do that was just something else. So Did you come from last year? Yeah, I do, yeah. I think so, yeah. So ATM's last 14 runs, last prep. So it's 37 start career. Last 14 runs, last prep, we're at 1,400 or longer. Mm. And it didn't go too bad. <clears throat> never, never. But I think ATM is a really good 1,000-metre horse. Goes really well in the wet. We've already discussed it. It's going to be a three-wide line, mm. potentially led up by Express Time, potentially Tavaric. Um, by this stage of the day, you want to be off the fence. You want to be rolling. I think if Troy Turner... Um, Takes over from Jade. Have, yeah, that's obviously a... Um, Obviously it's his ride, his, isn't uh, it? Yeah, it's obviously his ride. I wonder why um, he didn't ride it first up. Uh, I don't think he was. That might have been a bit of a look away. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially. That's very good. Mm, yeah. um, but I, look, I just think if he can tuck in three wide line and um, and, and there is a little bit of uh, trouble for Vane Tempest, I reckon you'll see ATM run um, run a big sectional down at the centre of the track. And I'm, I'm as surprised as anyone that I'm, I'm coming at ATM here. Um, no, it's not surprising. This race, but, uh, look, some horses just win in a, in a manner that says, geez, if I, if I hold that form and, and I get this race type of setup, which I think it gets here, which is a rarity, um, I, think it can, um, mm. I think it can repeat the dose. So just tell us, what was... When the market opened for Pinjar the other day, what price was ATM? Uh, I, like think, early, I think I think Lenton went up five bucks on yeah. three six five. Yeah. So what do I do when markets go up? Because three six five we can't get on. Yeah. Or we can't don't even have any anyone to text anymore to try and get on. Yeah. And um, so he went up and so I just I disregarded. I think I had it eight or nine bucks or something. And I just go through and any major outliers, I jot them down in my little bit of paper. And then when the other, and that, that usually gives an idea of what the others will go up. It's not always the same, but um, Green Tab went up $71. Um, just very randomly. They they have their own mindset and their own thought process. And as I think Crip put on Twitter, obviously uh, the people that do do the markets at Green Tab don't watch trials. Um, so yeah, by the time you sort of, uh, I had someone sort of ready to go and we, we tried to get a bit on. We got, I got next to nothing on, so I can't make any sort of uh, big deal about it. But uh, yeah, the market just went boom, boom, boom. I still think there was 25, 30 bucks available. Um, <laughs> but you just feel once you've seen that top price, it's hard to explain, even though like I've got a single figure, so it's still a really backable price at the, at the mid twenties. Mm. It's hard to come at again once you've seen that top price, but that that's a that's a poor mentality to have because that top price isn't really real. Yeah, it's so fleeting and it's so it's it's available to so few. Um, but it was 
Yeah, incredible stuff. Really, it was sort of multiverse-like, yep. wasn't it? Really, that was probably the last one for, that's been that sort of price into that sort of price and and one. But flux on the day. Oh, there's been like, on that same day. I backed one that didn't win. Miss but Ro- you, but I backed that, Miss Rona hundreds to eights. But this one on that same day. Yeah, this one. This yeah. one. But so ATM. I think it was like seven. Officially, it was like seven fifty. Yep. Markets open <clears throat> like prior to start time, and then it was I think the flux was six fifty or something like that. It was the SP? So yeah, um, you could just say they knew, but I reckon it just got to its right price. Yeah. that's all I think yeah. it was. I think they yeah. just cooked it early, and it um and it got to its right price. So Forest War. I thought was a logical danger to Vane Tempest. Just the having to settle last was the issue for me for ATM, but I take all your points. Certainly a winning chance if within striking distance and if they overcook it up front. But I'm not sure about Forest War. Has only been on a soft track twice. One of those was the first run for the Taylor Yard and was uh, disappointing that day. And then two starts ago was on a soft five and uh, was in a different postcode until the straight. And, and uh, rider Lucky Romoli said afterwards uh, in the stewards report that horse was off the bit through the early and middle stages and they were only off soft five. So they're the only two funny runs at the prep and I don't know whether that was a coincidence or not, but he mainly- covering a, his ass as well, I think. Mainly a concern I if we he, I reckon if he, he, strike a soft seven or, or a heavy eight type track. I just That was what sort of gave me a little bit more confidence about Vane Tempest is that the biggest danger to her, in my opinion, might not necessarily be suited with the track. I think Lucky was having a snooze, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on the back of it. <laughs> uh, he was on the back of it. Was it She's a boot too, was it? Oh, he was on the back of a very one slow of the, one. Yeah, it was a um, massive... Was it not? Was it Massamac? Was it? it? Was one of those Basley yeah. horses? Um, I do like what you say though, though, in regards yeah. to tipping Vain Tempest. The two, well, the two biggest dangers, market-wise, and what we've well, just ATM discussed, settles last. They're going to be both and quite far behind. Forest so, yeah. might not handle. You're backing. Track, you're backing yeah. Vicky Corvo oh. to, to repeat the dose, and you've yeah. probably got your cash. So. Forest Wall blinkers on at Northern the other day, and it was able to begin well and hold a spot, and we got, pe- peeled off the back of Material, material Witness. Yeah, yeah. we got caught deep right. in the trip, basically. So yeah. Yeah, it got it. got every favour, but uh, it's a nice horse. No, I, th- I thought I thought it was a good win. Yeah. Forest Wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it wasn't as good as the third horse. Well, it's favourite was disappointing, wasn't it? Favourite, yeah, a bit off, a bit off. Yeah, <laughs> I I just like the way that he was able Talking to come. Paddock. He was able to come around Material Witness, who's got closing speed. Oh, right, let's and, move on. <laughs> so. <laughs> But what about Lone Hand Larry? As a, a, not a no. thousand meter horse in my. Um, this isn't his race, but gee, he looked quite progressive when last in work. What am I getting Hayden on the um, podcast? Yeah. Thinking about that recently as well. Yeah, he actually. added us on Twitter. Uh, did he? Yeah. Ah, so it's only a matter of time, surely. There you go. We've yeah. made it. I got, didn't know I got added on Twitter. They started following me. I think it's probably the best mate. Spider Burton. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. That's one of the greatest things that's ever happened. That is so. brilliant. Yeah, Spider Burton. So I can probably uh, give up the tweet now. I probably should have done a long while ago, let's be honest. Uh, the Lone Hand Larry, only time on the, the wet track, and that was only a soft five, but it was actually. Um, uh, it was a soft six, sorry. Um, started a short price favourite and went went pretty ordinary. But, um, geez, it, uh, it improved for, for Ballantyne Ooh. quickly after going from mm. Sigley, didn't it? Leapt from a maiden win to stretching the neck of Billy Ray yeah. in a graduation one start to the next. So uh, pretty nice horse. Don't think this will be his race on Saturday, but uh, keep an eye on him moving forward. And also Mastering, I yeah, think, can run a, a, a cheeky run fresh. Hasn't won a race for more than 900 days, but ran some rippers when last in work. Has won a couple first up previous and... Uh, has one on a heavy track as well. I actually had mastering on uh, my third or fourth line of my market. I did too. Yeah, he was the fly on the ointment horse for yep. me. Vane Tempest, the horse to beat. Forest Wall ATM, the big dangers, mastering, fly on the ointment. $14 mastering. Yeah. Really? 
it's uh, it's bigger elsewhere. Twenty three dollars festival. <clears throat> it could be a bit of madness later in the show. Yeah. Uh, let's keep rolling. All right. Oh, I was uh two ninety Vane Tempest three fifty ATM. Thus the ATM ATM the prices. Very good. The feature of the day. Race number eight. This is a cracking little uh, cracking little feature. You, you'll see that it get re-rated to an 86 and you think, oh, this is pretty ordinary stuff. But I, I don't mm. think we've seen the top of um, even Gemma Sun, but we definitely haven't seen the top of Amasinas, Miss Kentucky, and most um, even Long Beach. Um, sorry? Nero Dio. And exactly Nero Dio, who's yeah, probably a little bit unfortunate to be top weight, to be honest, as a, as a 94. I was looking at his rating as a 94, and I was mm. just trying to work out how he got there so quick. It just seems he won races. Four, yeah, but he's won. Yeah. He's only won four sad days though. Yeah. Okay. So placement. He, yeah. I, know, I think did. this is a good addition though. I was thinking the exact same thing as you that all these horses seem progressive, whereas progressive, in previous yeah. years you see horses that are probably getting a bit long in the tooth. They've been around for a while, and it might be a higher rated race, but this is certainly more quality. Well, it's just like just just for it. Just quickly, yeah. this this is this is a bit of a change in the guard, really, because this <clears> is last year's Bofine. Mm. It was the Central Spice, Saracino, Mervin. Lockroy, Electric Light, Fire and Rain, Super Maxi, Samizdat, Flow, Market Ruler, Flo. Misty Metal, and Tranquilla Sunrise. So I reckon Most three, three quarters of them are, are gone out of the yeah. system now. So this is a change in the guard, which has left it wide open to some and really how talented up-and-comers. Yeah. How often do you see what's Nero Dio won his last two or three? Amasina, six and a line. Miss Kentucky, six from nine. Seven from nine. Jim, and Jim Sun's a... A genuine. See the gorse. Good horse. Good horse. My horse. on topper as well. Horse. horse. Um, Michael. And, and, and yeah, Darty's a pretty good horse, really. Mm. Too, so. Yeah. Uh, Michael, were you surprised? Terence. Um, were you surprised? Can you spell Terence? Terence Keith. T E double R E N C E. Single R. Michael, were you surprised? <laughs> how, come that only, how come there's only one, how come there's two R's in Terry? You have to ask my mother. Uh, Terence Keith, isn't it? Were you surprised that Chris Parnham's opted for Amasinus over Miss Kentucky? Yes, I was trying to get my head around that last night, but gate. Perhaps the gate. Perhaps Pike is a big Amelia Park man. It might be Simona loyalties there, but you'd think Chris would have the option of either of them. But maybe it was just made easier with the gate. And Pike always usually goes for Peter Walsh's horses, so they might have just. There's pro- yeah. If it was Chris's decision, I must admit personally, I was a touch surprised. Yeah, if it was purely Chris's d- decision, then. Definitely surprised. I uh, oh, I know we keep – well, I keep thinking at every start the run's going to come to an end, but, gee, I'll be surprised if she wins this. Amasinas. Amasinas. Yeah, me too. I'm um, I'm fourth in line, Amasinas, here. I, I'm actually really keen um, on this uh, on this race. I think the way that Miss Kentucky and Gemma Sun came together at the end of that 1,000-meter uh, race behind Long Beach a, um, a fortnight ago is, is how we'll see this finish. And I think they're the two that will fight this out. I had Gemma Sun favorite. Did you really? Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people will be, will be keen on Gemma Sun. The early market sells some eight fifty and stuff around, mm. which was really, um, which really looked a nice price. Mm. What's what are we talking now? Is it six still fifty five fifty six? Ah, uh, so yeah, that's that's now getting closer. To Miss Kentucky, I'm still four eighty Gemma Sun. So Miss Kentucky's settled dead last. Uh, I think so, but geez, I reckon that's going to be the spot mm. to be here. So the way I see this race being run, Mervyn's your obvious leader, rolling. What price were you, Mervyn? Uh, current price twenty one dollars. You've always got to have Mervyn not too deep in the market. What price were you? Twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, right. just can't be too. I just think Mervin's just maybe past where he, he needs to be, but um, yeah, he's never impossible. That's I think he's a single figure yeah. chance. Yeah, okay. Mervin is never impossible. Has the best the exposed form in the race. He does. It's just whether he um, whether he's still capable and of replicating that first up as well. Mm. If you take Long Beach out, who pressures? No, Long Beach won't pressure. 
So who, who, who pressures me? <clears throat> Nobody was sort of. Yeah, yeah. Darty probably ends up in the breeze, or or Gemma Sun ends up in the breeze. And I think Gemma Sun isn't as strong a horse from the breeze mm. um, with the clean air. I, I, I think I'm, I'm happy to take on Long Beach because I think Long Beach will have the dirty, the dirty air of Mervyn. Um, be chasing that and on I, the toe ball, yeah, on the toe ball, yeah, on the potentially on the toe ball. Even threw back the fence. That's just the race the other day was just devoid of speed. If he doesn't have that same spring, yeah, Darty can easily pop across <clears> and grab the back of Mervin here. Uh, that's the thing. Was so, it a bit of a perfect like? It was a perfect, perfect storm for Long Beach. Long Beach yeah, Miss Kentucky's run the quickest last two, four, but six, it, eight of the day. Gemma Suns was but second if you, quickest. If you freeze frame at like five hundred meter mark, uh, behind uh, who, who was directly behind Long Beach? It was it was just a series of roadblocks. It was yeah. like. Uh, Ambiente. When you get that separation as well, there was there was three horses that that went nowhere, which basically um, drew Jemison and Jemison out of position, and meant that Miss Kentucky just mathematically it couldn't, it couldn't, it couldn't, that's couldn't exactly win it. Right. Mathematically, mathematically yeah. couldn't win around it. Around the sub. 33 last six on the yeah. horse of the day to do so. So, yeah, look, I, I'm really backing in. Um, we saw Miss Kentucky land the breeze. I don't think they're going to go forward here, but Pike can sum up conditions. And the wide gate at this stage of pursuit, I'll tell you what, if, if I was – I will be on Miss Kentucky. If, if I was, could have barrier one or barrier nine, I'd want barrier nine here, mm. I reckon, by um, by race eight. I, I think it'll be a blessing in disguise. And I don't think Amasinas, even though it's got barrier four, if you go back through, I don't think Amasinas will necessarily land all that far in front of Miss Kentucky. That's, yeah. that's the and, thing. I think they'll probably end up probably only a horse in between. And I thought Amasinus was a perfect storm last Saturday. Amasinus has been the perfect storm six in a row. Chris Parnham, I don't think. What what happened the other day was supposed to be speed, like genuine speed. They ended up stacking up and. uh, The rail was off. So straight away, we've got dreams, and well, that went horribly. Lipstick flickers was cooked. Brooklyn Pier had to work hard. Silk and Ozzy don't fuss. Really smart ride. And this isn't something I'll probably say all that often. Really smart ride from Chrissy Graham on don't fuss, making Brooklyn Pier work to the breeze and getting going early because that's what Brooklyn Pier is. Uh, Sorry, that's what don't Don't fuss fuss is a tough workhorse. Does his best days. with clear galloping room. Yeah, exactly right. So that was that was a really really good year. Ah, uh, goody. That's a good not a word. That was a good ride from, from Chrissy Graham. But it just meant everything else. It, it softened up a lot of the other major chances. You even, saw Silk and Eyes run second. Don't frust third. Even, That's the, not even the figures form. just meant that it was just set up for those. Yep. For, for they they are bunched. And Abbasin is uh, rolling with momentum, swooping. It was just set up like still had to run the time. Don't get me wrong, but it was it was low pressure early, and she was just it was just so to her liking. So I don't know. I think they're coming off different setups. Abbasin and Miss Kentucky. Oh, comp- well, you know, even quality races, sixty six yeah. plus form, and then a, a seventy two plus last start. Given it was still a good win, got the job done. But Silkenized don't fast as opposed to Miss Kentucky who. Has uh, Nero Dio, Long Beach, and that 72, 78 plus form. It's just a different kettle of fish. Pants down, not even running a hole as well there. So, for mine yeah. there yeah. as well. Nero Dio is probably the one that is unfortunate in this case. Bit of a tricky map, loses the claim. Uh, a bit of a bit of a stitch up. First yeah. first crack enlisted company and gets the 58 kilos. So. Looking at this as a betting market as well, Nero Dio, uh, Nero Dio $6, Gemison $6. There's no way they both start. Um, the same price. Jemison has mm. to start almost half the price. Jemison was a bit steady out. Great first up run. Meets Miss Kentucky on the same weight terms and gets a senior rider aboard and also settles in front. Uh, so for yep. mine, he is uh, a good bet at the current price. Funny thing, Michael. So I went through, through Jemison. You know, it's been missing the kick occasionally. Just for yeah. anybody, you sort of remember that. That's always the fresh run back, and then the second up run jumps well. Yeah. So this run on that little it's only just prep little runs. And that, yeah, he doesn't exactly. trial. They probably just. Yeah, uh, he's a horse. Drop him out. He's he's a a he has one fresh on a few times as well. It just maybe the Barry manners are a little bit sharper, um, but that's why the blinkers are going off and the visors on. I think David Harris has said he thinks that'll help him jump a bit better. But Miss Kentucky, you'll have to chase down Jamison and um, look. Uh, 
in these type of conditions, I hate backing and saving because I just feel like it, you don't want to get involved and then something comes out of wallet you that really handles the wet. But I feel really happy to back and save Gemison, Miss Kentucky. I'm, I've got a big lean, Miss Kentucky, but current prices, you'd always play it the other way. Yeah. Yeah. But I probably will go the, the big bet, Miss Kentucky, and um, make sure I don't lose on Gemison, who I think is the only danger. That's, that's exactly how I see it as well. Yep. Uh, Gemison for me, and I think Mervyn will run out of his skin as the only leader get in the, the race. Fernie, get the Fernie, get a winner for the Fernie year. He's due, Luke. Is he? Yeah. Hasn't been going too bad, has he? Uh, yeah. Has he? <laughs> <laughs> he's, no, he's been going right. He's just uh, he's battling at the moment. Bit, uh, a bit stiff with Moshard back to the cold rail last week and, and Miss Frost and um, and Divine Beast didn't get the runs they wanted. But uh, no, I think there's some, some good horses coming through or shortly for El Fernie, okay? The slug. Hey? The slug. The slug might not be There's, there's one, just, there's just one horse there yeah, that we're not allowed to talk about, yeah, but no, you'll, no. Know, you'll know when you'll see it. You'll, you'll know. See, you'll see some ADM type movements, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the bowfine done? Yep, that's the bowfine done. Miss Kentucky for me, save Gemma's son. Same with me. Keen. Miss Kentucky won't be losing on Mervyn. Oh, sorry, Gemma's son won't be lo- losing on Mervyn. All right, things uh, things get uh, quite uh, interesting here, don't they? In this, in this 2,100-metre Furphy handicap, race nine of the day, a full field of stayers to face the starter. Gee whiz, like uh, these horses seem to be taking it in turns a little bit, don't they? Cousin um, Ivan scratched. Oh, okay. There we go. Black Shadow, top weight, is uh, racing really well for Team Taylor. Uh, Raul Romoli goes back on board, claiming two. One on him two starts ago. Jason Brown, senior, rode him last, uh, and he boxed on gamely after racing on top of a... They went almost... Nothing's gone right for Black Shadow last two. It went at one, and then last start. It sort of ends up forward, gets shuffled back, and then comes again. Only good horses do that. Mate, this horse is flying, and he—they went almost ten lengths above benchmark to the eight hundred the other day in that race. Like, so there's some questionable to, steers. You didn't to be in the finish unless you settled last. That yeah, day, basically. I and think that's you what see you the, the six hundreds they ran. Try and um, what was it about a minute and a half? True, <laughs> true attraction. They were the th- they were three, and they were like last, second, last, and third last. Yeah, yeah. So they're about a minute and a half. For the yeah, last six. Yeah, yeah, I think I think there was like 38 seconds for the last six hundred meters. He brings Chris Nation could hop out and play him on the best form to the race, and he hasn't seen a heavy track since his second start in his career when he bolted in by a couple of lengths. He's a soft seven winner as well, soft six winner. So although those soft five, soft sixes that we've been getting, uh, he's been performing really well on, but there's probably even more improvement. Uh, in him if we do happen to get that soft seven heavy eight type of track ticking a few boxes isn't he mm, yeah, looks really well placed does. certainly does look I, I think it's a tourist race I'm going to go the other way um, love a good point of difference I'm going to go with Treasure Crown um, I'm actually going to go with Treasure Crown with actually a degree of confidence I'll, I'll add a bit of bit of venom to my voice there I think um, go Treasure go Crown <laughs> yeah we're going to go with Treasured Crown here I've been waiting for this uh, so you think girl need to get up to the, the 2100 um, no real data to go on um, how we would go with the rain affected but I'm usually confident in backing in the blue bloods that they handle the um the slop uh especially uh, especially being by so you think out of a Zabil um, mayor out of Zabil mayor exactly right uh first campaign looked like he was going to be a dispersal horse forget that campaign at all came back won his maiden at a price well um won his class one by four then went on to win a 66 plus beating come right back in that same came same campaign not long after he came back a month, two months later yeah. for two runs over two thousand. Got smashed in both. It was a just a very odd little. I think it was. I think it was a Perth Cup type. Thing, I think it was after it? the Perth Cup. Was it Cup, after the right? Perth Cup? Was it? Yeah, I, it 
whatever it was. Yeah, you're, it right, was, you're, right, you're right. It was yeah. ugly, whatever yeah. it was. So forget those two. Forget the debut campaign. Then you look at what's happened this campaign. First up um, in that Sun Sun race where they went a million lengths below benchmark to the turn, uh, hit the line really nice for a, for a big lumping stay that's not suited. Should have won second up. Pikey thought he was on Graceful Girl, not a stayer who could sustain a run, and Pikey got it wrong that day. Um, then that was that really slowly run race involving uh, Tin Snip. Pike thought he was trying to look for a spot. Landed midfield. When the sprint went on, he just got three wide. He just got left flat footed. Three wide yeah, three wide, no cover, slow speed can be fine, but he's yeah. got left flat. He's not suited. You watch him and True Attraction, both flat footed. True Attraction actually picks up because True Attraction has always had a turn of foot. Yeah. Uh, Treasure Crown doesn't have that turn of foot. Still ran the fourth quickest last two. Showed me enough that he's going well. Um, yeah, I think this is one of your one of your best of the day. Um, treasured crown. I'm expecting it to rise to the journey. Pike to keep it out of trouble, get wide, and um, I think if uh, if he handles it well, um, he can get past Black Shadow late. But um, clear top two for me. Five dollars, treasured crown at the moment. Black Shadow six clearly bucks. six bucks for six me. Bucks gonna go. Disappointed with the abandonment the other day. Thought it was the gonna go day. Who's on oh, just, just Wednesday? A little, just a little note. I mentioned this to you before. Just anyone that was backing that, we all knew that the, the racing was very likely to be called off. It's all going to go up 10 bucks. Don't get me wrong. I'm one of the worst for moving prices, so I'm not going to have a go at anyone. But we know it's going to get but called you will. off. 100% I will. <laughs> and you're backing at 10 to 450. If that race was moved to next week, Gunna Go would have gone up 450. We've just got to hold fire. We've got to use our brains. We're a team. We're trying to beat the boogies. We're a team. You changed your tune. Yeah, I do. It's, it's all about. Uh, I thought, I thought last it's week it's picking, I thought it's picking la- the narrative. Last to suit week it was, it's, not a, it's not a team game. Yeah, no, it's it's picking the narrative to suit uh, to suit the moment. To be honest with you, no, uh, yeah, good call, Terry. I think Treasure Crown's ready to to run a race stepping up to a journey. Does look a suitable race for Black Shadow, as Michael outlined all the positives that are uh, in his favour. Secret Pearl is going so well, but. Kesha from eighteen, born to try. Could be a could be a born to try. What uh, about the spacing in that race oh. across the track? Incredible. What do you think of the Kesh- What do you think of Kesha's winning ride? I don't want to talk about that race. <laughs> I was I'm so filthy at Pike's previous effort on um, on born to try. Still, that'll be the worst. I've got a list actually for all those coming to the Christmas party of the uh, the best and worst rides of 2021 <laughs> uh, to discuss. And um, what's yeah. leading for the best? Uh, no, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it close to You've got to be in the final 22 to, uh, to <laughs> get that tougher mail on the day. But, um, yeah, that's very, very competitive, that effort. I'm born to try in the uh, in the top couple. Yeah. yeah. Who leads the race? Who leads the race for the worst? No, this no, race. No, no, this race. Oh, okay. Sorry. Let's not go down that path. Uh, who leads the race? Uh, well, be, think, it's a big field, so there'll be some tempo. But, gee, LFLA. there's no natural pace. Elafella, I think. Yeah. Uh, choose freedom, maybe. Win. They won going back last start, so I reckon they won't want to change a winning recipe. Um, they went mad on decoy noxious the other day. And then they've said yeah. they're going to ride at Colder as well. So, look, I think Elafella worked forward. It's win uh, by six, seven lengths was on a rain-affected going. It was only a maiden, but it was a super win. If it can handle the journey... Uh, it's one that probably isn't completely mad on a like if, if you just get a long bowl out in front but I don't know if it's up to this level or gets the 2100 but I think Joey as a party is a really good choice of hoop for the I day. agree uh, Ella Fella um, can cause a few issues but yeah Ella Fella leads and you've always got Black Shadow on its back but then what happens like if if say LFL has gone at the turn and Lacta doesn't pull out and they start circling Black Shadow then finds itself in a tough position having to do the same thing it's done so it's 
These type of races, I'm big speed map man, as you know. But these type of races just you but do a very quick speed map and then you just everything boom. just gets tipped upside down yeah. at a certain stage of these races. Yeah, exactly, and then, exactly. And right. throw in the heavy track, and it, this could be anything. You know. For me, Black Shadow looks the obvious. I agree with Terry. Treasure Crown's just about to run a race, but I haven't given up on Secret Pearl winning a Sunday mm. staying race this prep. So you've just tipped us the three favourites, BJ. Yeah. Hey, three. <laughs> Wayne Hawks is a big speed map man, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Ah, oh, dearie me. Give me a spell, Hooksy. Come on. Uh, yeah, what do you say? Throw them in the bin. Oh, Throw yeah, that's right. Yeah. I did say that, yes. Yeah. Um, right. yeah. Penultimate? Penultimate. Okay, race number 10. This is uh, my penultimate. Put some two. There's only one done, left after you've this. You've done well. Save it. You're going to save that. Save that for your best. Uh, the all flag signs and banners handicap over the 1,400 metres. Um, I just sent Brad a message last night saying, fuck me dead when I got to this race. I just said, are we later? Yeah, we can do that. BJ swore about he always that time. So. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, well, look, I'm gonna, just going to get – lots of things can happen here. Um, I just think Campese's trials, I've just been waiting for Campese to debut and I'm not the type that backs her first starter in the state. But Michael Lane, Chris Parnham, hot trials, uh, good figures from over east. Only go on a rain effective with a soft seven and one well. Um, look, I'm I'm happy to play here. Pikey <coughs> on Sentimental Hero is going to end up three, four back the fence in a difficult, difficult, difficult spot. Um, so it's camp easy for me. Peppy Jack, I think, will end up 30 to one uh, and will probably lead up a three wide line, which could be the best spot to be at this stage of proceedings. So keen camp easy, $7.50, and uh, I'll be having something on Peppy Jack late. Uh, this horse is, is sort of teased us with talent over the journey and uh, you can easily fall, fall in love with the way that he rattles home. But I reckon this could be a Costa del Sano type of situation. Mm. Uh, back had wide, his first up run was an eye catcher, just sort of had to weave through between traffic and was he really hit the line hard, has carried weight successfully on wet tracks in the past. Mitchell Pateman gets along really well with this horse. Obviously, I think he's just going to ride impatiently, peel to the outside, give him the galloping room he requires. And Costa del Santo at $21 launching down the outside is going to run a big race. Just to confuse things even more, I had beat the bro equal favourite with Sentimental Queen. So. Sentimental Queen or Euro? Full, full relations, by these, the way. These markets. Sentimental be, Queen. Yeah, these markets. I'd love to see everybody's markets. I'd love to see Scotty's. What price would you use Sentimental Hero? Sentimental Hero, I was. Well, I was four sixty Campesi, seven fifty Sentimental Hero, eleven dollars Peppy Jack, but in note, notation, do not take early price. We'll so, what price were you Sentimental Queen? Twelve dollars, just behind, and Costa del Santo seventeen fifth. So, just a bit of context Beat with the equal. just a bit of context with Sentimental Queen. Sixty three days between runs was scheduled to start one day at Ascot on the 29th of May, but was scratched with a virus. It hasn't been seen. Who since. was that? Sentimental Queen. I've always got to knock on horses off 60-odd days, just this type of setup. That's that's my big thing. Holly's going to have to navigate a midfield passage. Barry 10 will be the right spot at that stage of the day. But, um, yeah, I reckon if you're doing a quaddy this league, you might be taking a couple. Yeah, this is similar to the three-year-old race for me. It's a yuck setup, $6 equal favourites. I had beat the bro and Sentimental Queen. Tough ride for Holly, Sentimental Queen, and beat the bro hates winning, although loves the wet. So not a race with any degree of confidence. But uh, agree, Peppy Jack's. Yeah, I agree with Peppy Jack. Going well, yeah. and I actually had uh, Costa del Santo in for fourth there as well, and a uh, fair chance of laying Sentimental Hero the place. P- 
Heavy Jack, Heavy Track winner uh, coming out of the Spruker race uh, where it was big, beaten two lanes. Who's that? Peppy Jack. Yep. So he'll be rolling forward and Lucy doesn't mind just rolling along. If she gets caught through wide, she doesn't really care. She just keeps them she pretty doesn't. happy and keeps them, keeps them in a rhythm. So, yeah. Good luck. The little flirt swims. Blow me out. goes better with a sit. The great one blinkers on. Should lead the race. Miss Miranda's flying. I know it's up in grade. Seminole Brave was huge first yeah. up. Regal Magic starting to show its form. And then we were all pretty keen skin and tins last start that had no luck. The biggest ruffie in the field, Pico, loves the wet and was being stiff at its last couple. And, Just and good luck. And throw into the mix the E3 is Celebrity Man and the E4 is Time Scale. My so, prediction. So if either yeah. of those get a, get a start, they're going to Time gonna, Scale would have been f- close to my on topper. Yeah, if, they're going to flip the mark. Can't swim. swim. Yeah, probably. And 1400 is yeah. slight query. My guess is if there's one more scratching. Sentimental Hero will be scratched. And, and Pike goes on Celebrity Man. Man. You wait, if you watch the nominations, they, there was did no name, name. they did not name a jockey until the last minute. I think they were waiting for more scratching. So I think Chris Parnham would have ridden Sentimental Hero and Pike would have ridden um, Celebrity Man. So with Enduring Moment coming out, I reckon if there's one more scratching, it wouldn't surprise me if Sentimental Hero I'm not. Out. I'm not laughing. I'm just laughing at the Peters names. They don't. They make life so hard for mm. us, don't they? Like sentimental queen and sentimental hero. Like, I know queen's no longer a Peter Peter's horse. But battle storm, battle hero. Oh mate, celebrity man, celebrity queen. Uh, yeah, anyway, so I think they had state solicitor, state attorney, mm. the whole whole. Anyway, the Arcadias. Uh, so yeah, the um, spice it up a little bit. Um, Come on, guys. Guys. Uh, yeah, wild, wild, Bogart. wild, wild race here. Yeah. <laughs> A bit, bit more like that. What's that? I thought Billy Ray. That was a good. That was a good name, actually. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. So crazy stuff. If you happen to uh, do a skinny quaddy and jag the winner in this, then you are bolting. So. Stand out, Campesi, and you're good. Yeah, Campesi. Interesting. The market will be significant. The lanes and the the connections don't mind uh, a play if they're, if they're keen. So uh, the sentimental hero. Holds that price. Yep. My only bet in the race would probably be laying it at a place. <laughs> you just get you just think it gets in trouble. Yeah, and yeah. just a leap, a leap up. Yeah, yep. had a no chance. So it'll definitely win now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 All right, Michael. What time is it? <laughs> race number. We'd often get to this. Time for the uh, get out pretzels, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> get out, get out, burnt sausage rolls. R E T Z E L S. Oh, shit. Get out stakes. Yep. I didn't think we'd ever be saying this. Have we done a race 11 get out stakes before? Uh, we did 11 or a 12 at some stage. Yeah, but we might have actually. Yeah. Mate, it is get out stakes time. The extremely mm. popular get out stakes brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located out at the Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt and his team run a tight ship out there. Swing past, say hello. Timmy will uh, give you the best deal he possibly can. That is for sure and certain. Congratulations to last week's episode 83 Get Out Stakes winner, uh, Tris Christian, big fan of the 1-1 WA Racing podcast, and he is now a two-time Get Out Stakes two-time. winner. So he uh, he's a good supporter of the show, and uh, congratulations, mate. He was nearest the pin with his uh, playing Marika uh, selection in last Saturday's Get Out Stakes. So... To enter this week's Get Out Stakes, remembering this is race 11, Belmont, on Saturday, hit us up at Twitter, uh, at the 1-1-Pod, who you think will win race 11 on Bofine Stakes Day, the Get Out Stakes. Uh, decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Sam White, he's the uh, he's the man of the moment, isn't it? So don't forget the Sam White rule, Terry. First in, mastermind winner. 
That's right. We finished today with the Western Race Picks <laughs> handicap. Uh, Western Race know, Picks, of course, they uh, cover the industry, uh, the length and breadth of Western Australia. They do a tremendous job, Simon Merritt and his team, and they sponsor the last to get out stakes. All right. Most people, I imagine, will have this race penciled in after a dirty day and thinking we're just going to blast out here. Race uh, race the, 11, the, number the four, old, Paul Lee. The old PR11 blast out. Yeah. <laughs> the old loyal. <laughs> PR11, number four, blast out, Paul Lee. Um, sort of spruik apprentice at the moment. Holly Watson goes on board. This is this big, strong, strapping front runner, Paul Lee, carrying 62 kilos to victory for Mitchell Pateman last start and now surprisingly gets weighted at 58.5 in a 72 plus and now they go to the claim. Holly and Watson. Sean O'Donnell doesn't have a ride in the race either, which I thought was most interesting. Intriguing. Michael, mm. you have a theory about Pooley? Yeah, I'm really happy and keen to play this race purely uh, because <laughs> – oh, here we go. Unintentional too. <laughs> the lads have enjoyed that. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> purely because I think, well, Pooley's taking up a lot of the – uh, market percentage compared to the way I saw this race. Uh, obviously, a nice progressive horse, loves the wet, uh, drops five and a half kilos from the last start win, but 60 to a 72, leaping two grades here. Uh, Holly Watson jumps aboard him. I am a big fan, uh, back Watto, uh, win Lotto. But, but a horse like Pooley that has just that typical Dick Turpin action, similar to the Pierce's Dicoletto yeah, in yeah. seasons gone by. You hear the horse, uh, the jockeys after uh, after they ride him in their post-race winning interviews and they all just comment on how strange his action is. And you watch Mitch that last race, he really didn't go for the stick until late. It is all about keeping him balanced and uh, just in that constant rhythm. And I'm just not too sure if he's a... Uh, an apprentice horse and that's on top of already leaping in grade and horses like comes a time e always drops back from a 78 or looked the winner and has peaked over the 14 now backing up off seven days a tick back to 1200 tick blinkers on a tick uh craig staples is having about 57 outs i think at last check not taking Jim. into account so he's due but okay, also drawn closer, in also closer. drawn the inside so there's a query there but i landed on comes a time i thought at this stage of the day You'd probably want to be in that three deep line if Speeding Comet tries to roll forward, which I suspect he will. Maybe leading them up, perhaps comes a time three deep with cover. Has has has, has it been a horse who's ever uh, raced three wide uh, in its life more than comes a time? It <laughs> just seems to it. land there every start. Sessions in the wet has had uh, Amasinas form three yeah. Amasinas form last two starts. Did. Uh, was beaten by Pooley going back four starts ago, but was off the track that day as well. And Pooley had a senior rider aboard that day. I just thought over the – well, mainly the first three horses in my market are, are over the prices of what they are now because Pooley is so short comparatively. So happy to play this. I'm not saying Pooley can't win, but I'm certainly happy to play around him at $2.60 favoritism. Mm. I think you've summed that up uh, summed that up very well. I was about $3 Pooley, but uh, I was concerned. I like – you like Holly going on a horse that's going to roll forward and lead, but Pooley isn't your standard easy-to-control uh, jump-and-run conveyance. And I was surprised last week. Is, is, is he that hard to ride, though? He, well, you listen to the jockeys afterwards and just his action and how balanced they have to keep him and re reluctance to go for the stick. So uh, I thought that this was a change of philosophy here for Darren Talley. He's always allowed Pooley to carry weight, and but and then he's, he's put Holly Watson on. And then <clears throat> I do recall... 
Holly Watson, I believe, started her career writing with or for yep. Darren Taylor. There's, a, connect, there's, there's, a, there's there. a connection there, isn't there? So I think uh, I think she learned how to ride um, at Darren Taylor's property or something like that. So there's obviously a connection there, and they've opted to uh, chuck her in. So I wonder whether she actually rides poorly mm. track work, maybe. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, uh, uh, because it does seem a pretty big leap from Mitchell Pateman on with 62 kilos to now. Uh, first opportunity they got to use Holly yeah. on a Saturday, they they go for her. So I just almost think this is a similar setup to last week. I was really surprised how short lipstick flickers was in the market with graduation form. I think it was you know seventy two or something. I thought couldn't run top five. She wasn't beaten far, but finished out of the money. And it's just very hard to make that leap. And Paulie is making that sixty plus to seventy two plus grade uh, leap here. And also with the apprentice going on, given he gets the conditions and speed map to suit here, but. Geez, at $2.60, it's, it's purely price. If he was, you know, triple that, all of a sudden I might be near on pushing him, but yeah. I'm happy to play around him. Yeah, the market's very close to what I've got. I'm, I'm very close to $3 poorly and six fifty comes a time, um, basically for all the reasons Michael outlined. I'll be seeing what Betfair throws up and probably seeing what the track's doing and um, I'll be I'll definitely be willing to back comes a time each way if um, if we're seeing something closer to that $10 mark and I might even get involved poorly if we get over 3 bucks. But uh, look, race 11, no standout prices for me. It's a, it's a wait and see job uh, with what the track's doing and if we're still racing at that stage of proceedings. And that'll yeah. be Holly's seventh. Uh, I mentioned this before, and this might be a bit of a uh, an odd thing to bring up. That'll be Holly's seventh ride for the day um, uh, for a young apprentice on a on a wet track. It could be a I don't know. She could be it could be fairly tiring by yeah. that stage of the day. Pulley's a handful on its own. Is she riding any other favourites? Uh, she's got House of Serenity for for Sign, which is well in the market. She's got a few that are not far from the OBH. Sorry, is so the, at the, the moment. The, OBH, I'm, I reckon Classy Macro starts favourite. The, the results, sentimental queen. The results will be interesting. Um, to, and yep. at the end of a long day, how the how that can impact the mindset of a young apprentice. But I think Paulie Vranio in the first as well. Vranio has got a pretty, pretty good book. Yeah, yeah. Paulie uh, is the obvious. Uh, you guys have sort of gone the comes of time route as the biggest danger. I do – just the thought he always was home the other day. He mm. loomed to win. That was a 78-plus race. It was a exactly. good race. That was, um, that was an ordinary steer. You're on the back and not, to be, too you're far, the back too, and not too to be early. missed and you try and circle him on a horse. It's got to be some type of query at 1,400. And it was home it's too, just wasn't it? got to be a bit more yeah. patient. Yeah. Blinkers go on from a low draw – Everything, 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 everything the guys are saying is is uh, is. He'll the, probably hug the rail and shit him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I think the biggest danger to Paulie is special, special choice. Breezed outside leader last night. Even though I know that comes a time was uh, a, mm. a better run, but I don't know necessarily whether that's her spot outside leader being ridden like that from three. Um, I think uh, William Pike special choice drops from fifty eight down to fifty five point five. I think she uh, she's a. Um, a uh, big chance to knock off Pooley. Yeah, right. Very good. Special choice, not for me. Four dollars eighty. Just a, it's had a million chances. Five fifty tab touch. Yeah, mm. I'm just not that enthused by special choice. Interested that they've kept that twelve hundred meters this time in. No, I'm not. Definitely can win. I just James Fuss is an interesting to. runner. I think previous in at his best. Yeah. Can, can give these a shake and really well suited in 72 plus company and also backing up horses isn't mm. he just about here I thought the, the speed, opposite. Ca speed coming from out uh, across him like you got Magnaforce 
comes a time, and there was one other I saw rolling across, maybe reflectivity, speeding comet, sorry. Um, yeah. like I just I worry that a bit like um, Bane Tempest, she might be trapped away on a horse that you want to see out and roll. And I would have loved to see Don't Fuss draw 12 or 13. Mm. I actually thought the opposite. I thought ERA's turbo power and Beyonce and special choice would all be inside of him and he might be outside them. Yeah, I, I think he's quicker than the majority of those besides special choice. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting. It could be it could be four wide the track, and they might be they might be jostling for position on the outside fence by this stage of the day. So um, it, for those races, a lot of races where my prices haven't been hit, and, and a lot of those later in the day, you've got to be you've almost got to be happy with that because it allows you to assess the conditions and assess the track pattern of the day. And don't forget, you're betting into 135 percent mm. markets now. You're betting into 100 percent flat markets on Betfair. Um, that was a good little plug, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Smarter and harder. Exactly. So Oof. we'll take a break, gather our thoughts, and we'll come back with our Betfair Best betting proposition of the day. Okay, we're back post-preview for our Betfair Best betting propositions of the day. Our guest, Michael Heaton, will throw to you, mate. What is your Betfair Best? Uh, Vane Tempest needs $2.60, though. I think we'll get it with the uh, core of a knockers such as Terence with one R to my left here. <laughs> but be... Terry with two R's. No. <laughs> uh, so best of the day, Bane Tempest, put in, put out. And I, I like in the last race there, Dutch bet comes a time and he always. Okay. Terry, what's your bet fair best? You go first. Uh, my bet fair best is in the feature, the Bofine, Miss Kentucky. Okay. Uh, the reason I said you go first, I'm tossing up between three of them. I, I'm not too sure. It's going to be race one, Kelly's Lassie. It's sort of one of those race Lassie. tracks you want to get your money in and out early. Mm -hmm. uh, Miss Kentucky or um, Treasured Crown are the three I'm, I'm tossing up between BJ. And we're going to go with race one, 10.40. My first and my best bets have ever been at 10.43 a.m., I reckon. Uh, Kelly's Lassie before the track gets too affected. But, um, yeah, that might that might change. Well, then you can all up it into Sam White's moral at Caulfield. In, what was yeah, that, well, three? Exactly. <laughs> that, that would have already probably <laughs> gone around though wouldn't it so probably yeah yeah race one uh we'll go with race one kelly's uh kelly's lassie maddie michael 20 bucks there should be plenty on this program there should be i forgot about the old madness till just then give me two secs i'm just saying what price this horse is bj my maddie is race six nobel lawrence currently 26 dollars best available very good. I tossed up between two. That was one of them. So I'll go the other. Race 10, Peppy Jack. Peppy Jack. Probably the two you were tossing up between yeah. two. Race eight, Mervyn. For me, there's some $21 around. Just oh, does, sure. Mike, does Michael know He's something that we – Does he know something that we don't? I know. No, I actually have spoke to um, – Luke's mentioned about a Luke week Kyle. ago. Luke Kyle. I, he didn't say anything directly, but I could tell the way he was talking, he was happy with how Mervyn was going. Mm. Yeah. So, bit uh, of 20 to 1 around the track. A bit, bit of a Kalgoorlie connection. He's got – I must say, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a little spring in yeah. his step um, whenever Mervyn's been mentioned today. And I reckon, he's done all the mentioning. I think it's a big price. Michael must have been down track ascot track work clocking him or something. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> He'd set the track a lot. 900 meter specialist. <laughs> yeah, they, you, need a, you need to hope there's a bad section of the track from the thousand to the nine, <laughs> and they move this forward, and there might be some late money. Uh, lay of the day, found it a difficult one. Um, secret plan without much confidence. I'm six. I don't like. I'm six bucks. It's three. So we'll go with secret plan race five. But dearie me, um, yeah, I still think it can win. Lay of the day for me, sentimental hero of the place. Couldn't tell you. Dollar eighty. I had no idea you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> My lay of the day is race one, number nine, Varanio. 370 favourite. I had it like fourth in line, so I think that's my lay of the day. Varanio. Varanio. I like that. Yeah. Very good. 
Holly kicking off the day with a uh, a tough one, you reckon? No, I just think it just I, I had Kelly's Lassie and Seable equal favourite, like well ahead of um, Verania and the and the market just has that around the other way. So, but uh, but yeah, that brings both on stakes day. It does before to a we. Close. But there's been a lot of talk about Jamie Carr getting to the getting to the ton. I'm going to ask you guys just answer in a question uh, in a in a word. Sorry, in a question, in a word. Verania, OBH, Salon du Chevelle, House of Serenity, Sugarcane, Sentimental Queen, and Pulley. Holly's seven rides. Will she get her first city winner on Saturday? Yes. Yes. Okay, there we go. OBH. What's an encounter? Oh, and before OBH. we go, uh, Red Can Man racing at yeah, Caulfield that, on Saturday in the Sir John Monash Stakes. I uh, reckon he's going to let rip second up, 1,100 metres. Ben Mallon bend. on board around a bend. Look bend out. Is key, yeah. Look out. Yeah, straight racing is a yeah. different kettle of fish. Thanks, Michael, for coming on yes. once again. Thanks boys. for the pretzels. Nah, Cheers, boys. Not a problem. Hope you enjoyed your uh, bacon and cheese mm, snack yeah, roll. Yeah, that was a ripper as well. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Not a problem. Always no, well thank, fed. Thank you, Michael, for giving up your, your morning to to be on the 1-1 again with no, us. No worries. I think it's the afternoon now, but yeah, good night. <laughs> it's just, just about the evening, I'd <laughs> We've say. actually made pretty good time, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah, no, we Go uh, the we Eagles have, Monday. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. comparatively. All right, well, it's mighty, time to get the, stuck the, into... The mighty um, or the once mighty? Oof. Well, what are we... How do you, you go to a home game and get fired up? It's actually a big game against North Melbourne at home. Yeah. We're, actually, we're susceptible, I know. Oh, no, you've been brave doing yeah. that, to be yeah. honest. Um, yeah, thanks again, Michael. Uh, we got there, 11 races, absolute marathon. To those having a bet, uh, good luck. Stay patient throughout a very stay long positive day. Well. Stay positive. positive. Yeah, it's, that's probably something you can probably take from my book, isn't it, BJ? <laughs> just staying, just had enough of this shit. <laughs> This is, uh, yeah, anyway. You'll have um, to set your alarm Saturday morning for uh, kickoff. Yeah, yes. I certainly will. I'll probably miss the first couple, actually. You'll have to text me. Let me know how I've, uh, <laughs> how I've gone. But um, Broome, Roeburn, there's a bit happening. Kalgoorlie Sunday. Um, big, yeah. What about the big upset in the master one? That was, uh, that, that was, that was everything, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, big. Sammy White. So Came uh, anyone... in cool too from the start. I think he was focused. <laughs> yeah, he was locked in. Yeah, he was, he was proper. Dialed, really dialed <laughs> in. He was probably in like the mega wall and he probably had all, all the different stats up. So he's not worth information. So, no, well done to Sammy White and uh, anyone that wants to go next week, uh, shoot us a direct message at the one one pod on Twitter. Good luck surviving the 11 race card and until next week on the one one.